everyone. Welcome to The Purpose Podcast. My name is Haas Rauscher. The goal of this podcast is to help men find and fulfill their purpose. I'm going to help them be good, strong leaders, good, strong men, good male role models in their communities. I'm going to do that by having conversations. I'm going to invite guests on. I'm going to ask our guests, what is your purpose? What do you think your purpose ought to be? How did you find that purpose? And what do you do every single day? How do you get up, get after it, and go and fulfill that purpose? My guest today is a repeat guest, Mr. Cade Carter. You and I have conversations all the time about all the different things, and it's a shame that we don't record them more often, but you're here today. Um, We're going to talk about a very specific topic that I'll get into later, but first, you must restate your purpose for all the people that didn't hear your first episode. Uh, My purpose is to glorify God and to be the best man and husband and employee that I can be, and also father as well. Awesome, man. I really appreciate that. Uh, I love it when I get guys in there that... um, wrap God into their purpose. It's, it's always, uh, it's deep when they do that. Um, and it gives the listener an idea of a higher guiding principle. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, definitely. I think of Drew Perkins, uh, John Larson. Um, I think Colin Cottrell had one that uh, kind of followed God and he mentioned God specifically in the purpose. And so right. I think that's really cool. Right. And you, you do exemplify that. I think in everything you do, you try to elevate God, at least from what I've seen. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, I do my best. I'm not going to say that I'm good at it even, but I think it's just a matter of continued sanctification and justification as you go through life. Yeah. I think, aren't you like called to not say that you're good at it? Yeah. I'm pretty <laughs> sure if so. you say you're good at it, you're probably failing at it. Yeah. If we're going to be honest. <laughs> that, that makes sense in the terms of, uh, yeah. in the terms of glorifying God, I, right. I suppose. Um, so the topic that we're going to talk about today, the reason that I have you here is I want to approach uh, marriage. Um, I guess more than marriage, how does man come together with woman in all aspects <laughs> um, from dating all the way up to death, um, which obviously we haven't experienced yet. So there's going to be a little bit of speculation right, on right. Yeah, what I mean, happens towards the end of end of man's life with woman. Um, but we both have a pretty good experience in the first part of that. And that's what I really want to talk about is how to start a marriage. Um, that means finding a girl, how to date her, how to decide to marry her, and then uh, how to maintain that and to keep yourself away um, from things like divorce and adultery and all the bad shit that happens in marriage. Right, right. Um, now, just to preface the conversation, uh, we believe that marriage is something that you don't really get out of. I think we both share that. Yes. Um, let's start that that common ground before anybody... If, if you turn <laughs> off the podcast, I guess that's fine. But for you and I, divorce is not an option. No, that's correct. Yeah. Um, and myself, uh, I came to this realization, I guess, a couple months ago, um, finally, because I, I didn't have the same path to marriage that you did, and we'll talk about that. But came to that realization myself a couple months ago, and it's it's been kind of scary, but I think it's the only way to not even make it an option. Um, divorce is not an option. And when you realize that, uh, you come to the realization that, well... I better do this right. Right. Um, And when we say divorce is not an option, we mean it's not an option, uh, no matter what happens. Right. No, it's it's not on the table at all. Right. I I even go a little bit further than that. And this is not to say that this has to be something that fits every marriage. Everybody's different. But my wife, Katie, and I don't even talk about divorce, not even in a joking manner. Right. There's there is no no concept of leaving one another outside of death of one or the other. Yeah. Um, now I'm 
known to make unsavory jokes. Um, so I can't say that I've never like joked about it, but I, I can't remember a time that I have. Let me put it that way. Right. And I think that we just kind of ended up in that place because of the, what we, the, the way we value our marriage. And it's something that I don't know that we're even willing to joke about. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's great now that we, yeah. I mean, now that we've come to that, um, now that you say that I've come to that realization that I don't even think that we've, uh, joked about it. I may have one or once or twice, but, um, yeah, that's a good point. That it's we believe in it so strictly that it's not even to be joked about. Right, right. Um, so I may have, she may have threatened to kill me a couple times. Yeah, but yeah. that's but that's then you're dead within so the term. So you yeah, can leave. <laughs> yeah, it's, this is exactly yeah. yeah. So um, there's a little loophole for you there. Yeah, yeah. Um, if your wife can murder you, and yeah. then she's done. Get away with it, yeah. I know a guy that drills some water wells. I don't think anybody would ever find me. He caps yeah. a few every week. So um, anyway, um, so let's start with dating. Um, let's talk about both of our experiences uh, dating. How did we find our wives? Um, you're quite a bit better looking than I am, so I'm sure you've got a longer story uh, to the way that you found your wife. Um, I don't think that my longer story has anything to do with me being better looking or not. I think it was just because I was dumb. Well, uh, yeah, but I was dumb too. It's just you have to have some sort of rate of success. See, and I, I don't know how old. I don't know how old you were when you got married, or when you even met Dale. And how old were you? Okay, we'll do mine. We'll do mine yeah, first. Um, so I met Dylan in high school. Okay, uh, I was sixteen when I'm. Well, when I met her, I was like maybe fourteen, fifteen. It was sophomore year. I don't remember. Um, Y'all in the same grade. No, okay. she's a grade older than me. Okay. And I'm actually really, I'm really young for my grade. That's why I have a trouble knowing which age I was when I was in the grade. I was, I was a sophomore in high school right. and she was a junior. Um, okay. We'll get into this and not to put her on blast, but she's really bad at math. Um, <laughs> and we ended up in the same math class. And uh, so anyway, yeah, I, I was a sophomore. Um Walked into this geometry class, which if I'm good at any math, it's geometry. Geometry was my shit. And I sat right next to her. And uh, I don't know if it was intentional, but I sat right next to her and ended up, um, this is no lie, I did like the whole class's work. There was like a couple people that <laughs> were determined to do their own homework, but I was in the athletic class, which... Um, so there were very few that were determined to do yes, their own homework. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, And when it when they all realized that I could do the geometry homework in ten minutes, literally, and uh, we didn't have a very good teacher, so when I could do it in ten minutes, and we could all pass it around, and then the teacher that was like twenty two years old at the time and didn't care that much, and didn't care that much, could uh, flirt with all the high school boys. Um, that's what happened. Yep. So um, I may have been privy to a crime but uh, <laughs> now that now that i'm looking back at it I'm we like, should uh, we shouldn't probably put that one on publicly though yeah well you you're know. from kind of a small town <laughs> uh everybody knows she got fired a year later so i don't of know course. if it was for that reason but anyway um anybody that hears this and knows is gonna laugh their ass off um, that was a wild class that we actually put a uh, a person-sized hole in the wall nice um in that class and so you put a person up. through the wall uh, so it got blamed on me. This is this is legit. We're we're completely off track, but yes. now that we're here, yeah. um, you know the old school desks. Yeah. Uh, do you remember? And I don't mean this. You're probably a little bit too old to remember this trend, but um, it was Madden Mobile. Oh no! Yeah, this is way beyond okay. me. Yeah. Yeah, the, like Madden on the cell phone. I don't know yeah. if it's still around or not, but it was a huge thing. And uh, this buddy, a buddy of mine named JR, was sitting right in front of me, backwards on the desk. So if you know anything about engineering, uh, he's got his all of his weight 
like over the top, uh, yeah. over the top of the desk, over over the leverage of the last chair, which is the the farthest point of the ground, the fulcrum right. of the machine that you could say. Um, he's got all of his weight over there, and uh, the moment he he leans back and like throws his hands up because he scored and beat one of the other teammates in there, um, he's facing me, and so he flies back like that desk leverages over, and uh, I go to catch him. Um, like catch him with the chair. Right, he's sitting right in front of me. So I reach out to catch the chair. Didn't it? Didn't happen. Um, <laughs> and so Jr. Luckily, I think he really tried to help me out. But uh, everybody turned, saw me with my arm out, and Jr. Through the wall. Oh and no! So uh, and the teacher, even though I did everybody's homework, she wasn't a huge fan of me because I wasn't good looking enough, I guess. Um, but I think she actually told when she got caught, they actually she actually told them that I had pushed him through the oh no to get away from you know any sort of responsibility. Right, but yeah. we actually avoided it forever because we put a big math poster right in front of it and it was it was so weird like we had to do a lot of work because it's this math poster that you know for ergonomics is typically like eye level in the middle of the room it was like low <laughs> and so like oh, no. we had yeah. to put other math anyway um we're so far away from that uh from where, where we're supposed to start so you met her in math class. yes i met her in math class and started doing her homework as well oh nice and uh she may have worn some low cut tops and so because <laughs> she wanted you to do her math homework. yes exactly and so um yeah, I got honey potted into doing math homework and then eventually into marriage. Which okay. Is, yeah, yeah. So that's how that's how her and I met. Um Makes why don't you share your story. And oh, and she was the first girlfriend I'd ever like first official girlfriend that I'd ever had. Um That's a good so, thing. Yeah. That's a good thing. And that's where I would start with my story is to tell anyone that hasn't met their wife, date for a purpose. Uh, don't date for no reason. I like that word. Right. So <laughs> right, perfect. And I mean, I mean, all the way down, like if you're hearing this and you're in high school, date for a purpose. Don't don't go out and just go on dates to just have fun. It's not ever worth it. You're going to end up hurting people. They're going to end up hurting you. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing good comes of it. And 90 percent of the time it doesn't lead anywhere. Yeah. So you wind up with nothing. So that's my first tip on this is date for a purpose, which is not what I did. Right. At all. Um, had a string of really ridiculous high school relationships, like most people do, I'm sure. That yeah, were very meaningless and pointless. Yeah. Um, and then got to college and kind of realized that that's not something I wanted to do anymore. Right. So started to try to date for a purpose, and pretty quickly thereafter, well, I say that Katie and I met, I think sophomore year, either sophomore or junior year of college. Of college. My sophomore junior year would be her freshman or sophomore year. Um, This is, we'll go back and I'll talk about where you should meet people later, but this is not where you should meet people. (laughs) We were, we, I lived at a big off campus housing apartment complex, which is like a giant apartment complex in Lubbock. Yeah. Um, And I had a roommate that was crazy. He was crazy. And one day, or one night, probably like a Friday night, I would imagine. I all I hear is him yelling, "Hey, come over here! I got in the other apartment." And he had gone into this girl that we had never met's apartment next door to ours. Yeah, and he was very drunk, very very drunk at the time. Had stolen a fishbowl from some bar that was full of 
some awful alcohol. That's I don't even awesome. know what they were called. This is you went to Texas Tech, right? Yeah. Just to clarify, I don't think there was any doubt, but yeah, continue. no, this was Tech. <laughs> so I went over there because I felt bad for the girls. Really, like it was just four girls that were over there, and I think they were they were having like a friend party, but it was supposed to be an only girlfriend party. Yeah, right. So my buddy has just randomly walked into these people who he doesn't know's apartment. So I went over there to try and get him out. Yeah, and when I got over there, Katie was sitting on the couch. Right. So, so you stayed a while. Yeah, she's very pretty. <laughs> she's very pretty. So I, I immediately stayed a while. That's awesome. Um, I got to know her for probably an hour that night, and then we dated off and on for about I'm going to say 18 months after that before we really started dating exclusively and being together, which was really my fault, not hers. Because yeah. again, I was dumb. Yeah. Um, and as soon as we started dating steadily. It just snowballed from there, like pretty quickly. I would, we dated for I want to say maybe fourteen months before I asked her to marry me. Awesome. Um, so that's kind of that's where we came from. But yeah, so my first tip is date with a purpose. And if it's okay. if you're not dating with a purpose, don't date because it's not worth it. You're gonna hurt everyone. I like that. I will add a caveat. Uh, hang out with women. Yeah, still, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean. Like yeah. still go and um, hang out with women and. Uh, just don't call it dates and like, don't try to find a girlfriend everywhere you look. Right. Um, because if I'm, if I'm any sort of like antisocial, um, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying shut yourself in, in your house. Yeah. yeah. Well, time. or, uh, don't try to marry every girl that you yeah, hang out with. That's like, true too. There is a, there is a dichotomy yes. here. Um, yeah. Hang out with women. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even if it's like, Going to lunch. I mean, I don't know how your small town experience was, but we all got to go out for lunch. You know what I mean? Right. Um, go, going to lunch. I would, I would say going to lunch with a girl alone does not mean that you are dating her. No, that's probably you know fair, I mean? but make sure that you both have the same expectations yes. of whatever you're yes. doing. That's, what, that's, that's exactly where I was going is uh, make sure the expectations are clear and don't let it turn into anything that you're not willing to um what i used to tell my buddies and it was a i don't know something about me i've always been really really conscientious of the way that my my actions affect the future so this was something that I, it didn't even the, the concept didn't even occur to me of why you would date somebody that you didn't want to marry um no like, and that like when yeah. i was in high school yeah and, but i would tell my buddies uh <clears throat> they would start dating a girl and i was like well i mean would you be okay if she had your kid and they would be like dude we're 16 and I was like, that doesn't change anything. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> would you be okay if she had your kid? And they would be like, well, we're just dating. And I'm like, yeah, but like yeah. if she had your kid, would you be okay with that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just, it didn't even, I don't think it does. And it never did for me and either. So let me, let me back that up. It didn't occur to me like until I met D. Ellen. And I don't remember putting an extreme amount of thought into dating D. Ellen. So like the reason, I didn't try to date like all the time, twenty four seven. Number one, because I never really thought I could, because I was again not good looking. But um, but number two, I knew it needed to be with a purpose. But then once I remember like the the prospect of actually dating Dylan come up, it didn't even like all of that was out the window. Right. Um, right. So I don't know. I mean, that's a good thing. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it was, but like now that I'm saying this, I was like. I don't even know that I even assessed the. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. I don't think it's very usual when people do, which is partly yeah. why this podcast is important. Because right. normally in high school you don't think anything about that because you're yeah. 16 years old and there's no reason to think about the future. Yeah. But 
It's very, I mean, it's important without a doubt. Yeah. Well, and let me say this. I, it kept me out of some like relationships that I thought I could get into, uh, but they obviously weren't the right ones. But like I said, I don't even remember it. Probably the high school me didn't even think about it. Right. Um, when I started dating Dylan, I was like, of course. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't even a question. Yeah. Um, so it, it's a weird dichotomy there. Let me put it this way. I dated with a purpose as much as I thought I could. I yeah. Well, you know, I didn't even date yeah. with a purpose. I just avoided the women that I didn't think I could marry in the moment. I thought that I could. Um, and that's I think when that, I started dating. Yeah. yeah, I think that's probably, I mean, that's, you're saying the same thing. You're saying what yeah. we want. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when, before you even choose a woman, try to decipher whether, um, is where this, the road yeah. ends. Is this something that I can see lasting? Because yeah. you're right. Like it, all it takes is one random night and all of a sudden you got a kid with this person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Literally you get yeah. too slobbery drunk and yep. that I, I would, I would put money down that half of, uh, like teen and early pregnancies, at least 50% of them, if not 75% were alcohol involved. That's probably, I, I don't know the stats, but it's gotta be, it's gotta be close. Yeah. It's gotta be close. Um, yeah. And we'll, we'll get into this later, but, uh, yeah, I would say that avoiding getting super drunk with your significant other until you're married is probably a good idea as well. Yeah, yeah, um, that seems fair. Because the decisions that you might make as a good Christian boy that has a little bit of alcohol occasionally um, may bite you in the ass. Yeah, no, that's totally um, fair. So I would say don't drink, but that's coming from me. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm getting to that way too. Um, I mean, honestly, I, I really am getting to the point where I just don't know that I will. Uh, but if and, you do drink. The, yeah, like, and that, I'm not not trying to come down like i don't want to come down as being like a teetotaler i'm not saying that but for me personally drinking was not an option anymore so it was yeah. good to not not have that yeah um but if you are in a relationship and it's valentine's uh and you're not get sure the sparkling cider yeah get the sparkling cider yeah. or just make sure that she drops you off at home yes <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean one like, or the other um yeah. yeah so anyway uh how do you conduct that initial we're dating now um Let's let's give a good little bit of advice for the high school kids that listen to this. How do you make her your girlfriend? Oh, you got you straight up have to talk about this. Yes, which is super uncomfortable. Yeah, but you have to like you have to have conversations mm-hmm. with the person about yes, I want to date and I want to date exclusively and set very clear boundaries and like, yeah, it, don't leave anything out for interpretation for either one of you. Yeah, because all you're going to do is both get hurt. Yeah, I would say earlier than you think you should. Yes. Um, I would say somewhere between the first words that you say to her and like the third time that you hang out with her. That's not fair. not third time. Sorry, maybe like the third, third, date. third official date. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. third date. Um, sorry, yeah. not, not not third time you hang out with her. Yeah, like see her in the library for the third time. Be like, hey, <laughs> I really want to make you my girlfriend. Right. No, no don't like, do that. Um, but earlier than you think you should. I, I I agree because it's it's better to set expectations for what you guys are going to be earlier. Yeah. Than later. And 100% of cases. Any good woman that I've ever known uh, probably knew before the guy did. That's fair, too. Um, D. Ellen definitely did. Katie uh, definitely did. Yeah, well, I mean, you already stated yeah, that you, you were the dumbass on the yes. side of the equation um, as to why you didn't start dating earlier. So uh, they probably already know. And here's here's what's going to happen. Here are your options. They already know, and it's their plan anyway. And... Um, <laughs> You're just going to make them extremely happy that you're talking about it. Right. Or B, they know that you're not it and probably they're dragging you along for something or or they're just not interested, yeah. you know, but they definitely know that you're not it. And yeah, it may hurt 
to bring it up and be embarrassing when she but it's says better to no. know yeah but it's better to know it's better than, to, know. than to wait yeah because it's gonna happen eventually i think and i think that happens going both ways too yeah. like i think there's a tendency for even like to just not want to hurt the other person so yeah. you end up dragging them along for no reason um and that's not good yeah if you think it's not it it's not it so just yeah. be done with it right yeah and i guess my point is that she comes to that conclusion before you the, do. yeah i think that's probably um, true too so I think that's probably true too if you've but I've but I've been in the position where I knew that this wasn't it, and I still was like, "Oh, I don't want to hurt her." So then we ended yeah. up being together for like two months. It's pointless. That's right? what I was about to say. Is I think she comes to the conclusion before you do. So if you're already there, you know she's there, yeah. and just there's no point in continuing. Yeah, um, yeah. If you're already to that conclusion, then she is too. Just trust us. Um, yeah. Mileage may vary slightly, <laughs> uh, but not well. And just be likely. honest. Like just yeah. be honest. Like if you if you don't think it's it. Tell her that you don't think it's it because it's not fair to her and it's not fair to you yeah. and there's no point in continuing. And if you think it is it, tell her. Then tell her. it is fair to both of you and you need yeah. to be there. Yeah. Um, so on a scale, in order, we said date with a purpose. Um, on a scale of one to ten, uh, ten being we're going to the JP right now, um, how sure do you need to be that this is the woman that you're going to marry? I don't know. To, to to call her your girlfriend. Oh, to call her my girlfriend? Yeah. Sorry, sorry, not not getting married, but I'm saying like what, what is your confidence level to actually because we're telling them to and date with the purpose. To be, but, you need to be reasonably confident that you can marry that girl. Okay. I don't know I don't know if I can assign a number to it, but if you are like you just need to be reasonably confident. You need to be the point where if something crazy happened the next night it wouldn't be the end of the world for you to have to get down on one knee and ask that girl to marry you. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. I, yeah, I'm going to back off of that a little bit and give like, I want to hear your number. Uh, I would say for me, it would be like a, like a 75%. That's fair. Um, because we're telling them don't wait very long. We're telling them, um, date with a purpose. Uh, but we're also, like there's a lot of shit that can go on between first date and I'd marriage say, that I'd we're about to talk about. I'd uh, say sixty to seventy five percent. Okay, well I was gonna go sixty, but I thought that you were gonna no, no, really no. shellack me on that one. So, no, I mean um, I don't I don't think you have to like I don't. It needs to be better than a coin toss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you need to be better than a coin toss. That yes, I can marry this girl. No, I can't yeah. marry that girl. Uh, I do want I want to put this out there too. Uh, I think that she needs to be the only one that you're prospecting at that point. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, if there's any other know. girl, yeah. If there's any other girl that you think might be uh, <laughs> technical difficulties, Kate just knocked his mic almost off the table. Um, caught it, though. I caught it. Uh, new mic setup coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, but sorry, I don't know if there was some scratchy audio there. But uh, if, if you've got any other girl in your life that you think you might also be able to marry uh, and you're conflicted, don't just start dating one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, no, I agree. Um, so you need to be like 60 to 75% sure uh, that she's the one that um, you would marry. Kind of like you said, um, well, we're going to back. Uh, I don't know, since we're going to frame this and, and the, the framing that you're about to give uh, when I ask you the question here in a second, uh, the crazy circumstance to where you would have to marry her um, hopefully wouldn't exist. Right. That's true. Um, so, that's true. Uh, but I, I'm not going to say that that wouldn't exist because it obviously exists for a lot of people. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So, good and, point. We, and we can talk about yeah. that more when you ask the question, but yeah. I, I don't, I don't know that I want to approach that as, 
Well, it shouldn't exist because it shouldn't exist, but it does exist. Yeah. And I don't want to ignore that. Okay. Yeah. I don't think it does anybody any good to pretend like abstinence is always going to work for everybody. Yeah. That, that's what we're talking about is sex before marriage. Yeah. Let, can we at least don't have sex until she's at least your girlfriend. Okay. Can we at least come to that general conclusion uh, that the Twitter hookups, and I know a lot of you that listen to this do Twitter hookups, and I know I've got some friends that are, you know, have some good relationships that they found with girls on Twitter, but come on, you know what I mean? Take your, twi- take your Twitter girl on a nice Twitter. Not have I haven't been saying Twitter this whole time. Shit. I was wondering, Sorry. I thought, I thought there's like a weird new thing with young people. What do you mean weird new? We watched Twitter. it in EFT the whole time. Yeah, it's just it old people weird. dating on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> um, but sorry, Tinder. That's my bad. Um, you can tell where my priorities are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Now that you're here. Uh, but, <laughs> um, no, so Tinder hookups, like, don't don't just start, don't do the Tinder thing. At the very least, Kate and I are going to approach the topic here soon of why you shouldn't have sex before marriage, okay? I've been back and forth on this issue. Cade stands firm. He has no option because he's already went through it. And, yeah, you know, marriage isn't now, an option. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway... Um, don't at least wait until she's your girlfriend, please, dear God. Um, cause it just complicates things. And that's where, you know, that's where I was going is like, I let's, let's back up from this 60 to 75% and then we'll talk about all the other things. I think, can we come to some sort of agreement on that? Yeah, I 60, think that's fair. Okay. That's 60 fine. to 75% yeah. sure. I don't, I don't think you have to be sure. I don't think that there's, there's hardly anything in this world that you're going to be just totally 100% sure of. Right. Like within the first couple of weeks of doing whatever this thing is. Yeah. Right. So I don't think that you have to, you, there's, you can't apply that. You can't apply 100%. Right. I think 60 to 75% is fine. You just need to reasonably be able to see a future with this person. That makes sense. Moving on. Um, we've made her our girlfriend. Um, that's really funny to say. You have made her your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Um, she she was fine with you as her boyfriend is really what the answer is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she was okay with it. Yeah. Um, and so now y'all are boyfriend and girlfriend. How does this look like? What are we doing? Uh, what is our timeline? What do we, um, how do we assess the situation and move forward in your opinion? So, man, really, I think date for the shortest period of time possible to know that that's, that's it. What is that? That she's the one. Yeah. Date, but what, what is the shortest period of time possible? I don't know. If it takes you two months and you both know that this is where you want to go, then get married. If it takes six months and you both know that this is where you want to go, get married. The longer you date the harder it is to abstain. Yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent of the time, the longer you date, the harder it will be to abstain. Um, I want to talk about a few things here. Go ahead. Uh, Let's break this out. First of all, I think that there need to be a few certain milestones that happen before you decide to get married. Um, I don't know that it necessarily needs to happen. I don't know that I've got a buddy who puts a year judgment on it. He, He has time. I don't think that that's necessarily the best way to do it. But I think certain things need to happen before you decide that this is marriage that are outside of the girl herself. Um, I think you need to see how she handles money. Um, yeah. I think you need to meet her parents. Yeah. Um, I think you need to meet siblings if she has them. If you marry her before you meet her parents, you're going to get in a lot of trouble all the way around. I, well, yes, but I think if you decide, I think because a lot of I think a lot of guys decide before they ever approach the topic of, of doing it. 
And I'm talking about how do you make that decision? Do you, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think, think so. I think you're you're going to the actual wedding or the, the proposal. The proposal. Right. I, I'm going to the decision of where do you where do you close the gap between sixty to one hundred? Yeah, and I think that there's certain milestones that need to happen in between there. It, it, are we? Yeah, yeah. And I think what you said so far is hundred percent sure. Okay, I'm money, write. family. Well, let's hear what else you got. Money, family. Um, Okay, so yeah, parents and siblings. Money, family, um, I would say uh, health and fitness um, would be one. Uh, I, you're, you're, you're bobbing your head. Um, it's because I wasn't doing anything healthy or being fit at all when we got married. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying she has to be a supermodel. I'm not saying you do. I'm just saying you need to... Yeah. That, that, college, uh, that college health and college fitness can go away really, really fast. Yeah. Um, I think you need to not only monitor hers, but kind of to a certain extent, her parents' habits. Um, I think you need to understand what it's going to look like when things get rough and what her health and fitness is going to be because that encompasses so much more than just how hot she looks when she's 30. Um, I, I mean, I, I think I agree with you. I don't know that that one's a make or break for me personally, but that's a personal thing. So. I would say that's one that's going to vary for everybody. I have a caveat on the end of these that I think you'll like. Okay. Um, so money, family, health and fitness. Uh, the last one I was going to do is uh, substances. So alcohol, drugs, um, yeah, if things you, like that. If you're dating a pothead and you don't smoke pot, that's not going to end well. Yeah. Um, for or sure. if you smoke pot, she doesn't smoke pot, that's not going to end well. Yeah. Like, don't, so, don't try to mix that. Um, so I'm going to add one of my own, and you don't have to add this. Okay. Like Christian, yes. Sorry, I, I, I religion. Mean, yeah, and really, that should like mm-hmm. that should be number one. Okay, or it would be in my in my opinion anyway. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, where is she at yes. on on religion? Um, no, I, I do agree with that. Um, that was one that anyway. I was gonna bring a Zach Brown, uh, Zach Bryan uh, lyric up. It says like she needs to be able to grow flowers in the darkest part of you, and I think that's a clear. Oh, yeah, allusion yeah, yeah. to religion, but uh, maybe he didn't mean it like that. I don't that, think he did, but it's good. Yeah. Um, it's got a good point. I can't spell. So my caveat to these is they don't have to be perfect. Um, you need to do a status assessment of where she is at in religion, money, family, health and fitness, and substance abuse or not abuse. Um, where is she at with all of those things? And do you have a plan? Um, number one, where are you at in these things? You need, we have we have made a complete and total um, mistake here. Uh, the first step in finding a woman is making sure that you've got your shit together. That's true. You're we right. We have completely messed up. <laughs> That's true. Um, you'll have that on these big jobs. But, um, <laughs> no, if you if you are not if you don't know yourself in any of these categories, like you're in trouble already. Yeah, and if you don't have these tuned up, don't expect yeah. to find a decent woman. And really, like the crazy part about this is, I had none of that tuned up. Yeah, when I met Katie. Like, right. But our relationship was very difficult because mm-hmm. I had none of that tuned up. Yep. So, yeah, no, you're right. Get yourself together and then yeah, start looking. Well, and I, I think that it's a it's a fairly um, easy mistake to make. Yeah. Uh, 
not only from our perspective, but from a perspective out there. So, and we're not going to dive too deep into how to get yourself together. Cause I have a whole podcast on right. how to get yourself yeah. together, um, through finding and fulfilling your purpose. But step one is to have your shit together. Uh, if you don't, then don't even expect to find a good woman. Agreed. Um, agreed. And I we didn't talk about where to meet people either. That's the other thing that we didn't do. Yeah. Where to meet people. Yeah. Um, don't go to bars and expect to find amazing relationships. Yeah. Well, I, so that's just your version of Tinder. Right. You're just, yeah, you're I'm, just yeah, older I'm than like, me, what, so. 10 years older than you? Yeah. Yeah. That's, just no, that's old totally as hell. Fair. So that's totally fair. Okay. So we, we like did, it, I did address it. Thank you. It, it can happen and it can yeah. work and it will be the exception to the rule every single time. Uh, I would say that if you're going to go to a bar and look for a woman, find the one in the friend group that looks the most uncomfortable with what is going on there. That's a fair point. Because um, she's probably just there to try to make friends. That's a fair point. Um, if you if you are going to do this, because yeah. I have been the dude in the bar, and now I was married at this point, but um, that every was time. Very uncomfortable yeah, that was bar. very uncomfortable yeah. just trying to make friends, and I can only imagine. And I'm a people watcher, and I saw many a woman uh, in the bar that I was like, she, she doesn't she, want to be Yeah, there. she doesn't belong here. Okay, so, and, like, I, I say that, I say that as lovingly as I can because my marriage came out of pretty similar circumstances to being in a bar. Yeah. But it's the exception. And we went through a lot of pain together before we got to the point where we were happy with one another. And oh, married. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say that... Um, where do you find uh, a good woman? Well, why don't you start looking in the uh, criteria that we're going to assess whether we're going to marry this woman or not on, and you assess yourself, religion, money, family, health and fitness, substance. Yes. Uh, did you meet her at church? Um, money. Did you meet her in some sort of job, business? Can she hold down a job? Um, did you meet her when a family event? You know what I mean? Is she a family friend? Right. Uh, Health and fitness. Did you meet her at the gym? You know what I mean. These are all good places. Substance is the bad one. Yeah, yeah. This is this is this yeah. is the last one where it's going to go the opposite direction. Yeah. Um, did you meet her not at a bar? Okay. So <laughs> anyway, I think that, that I think that's yeah. a good little way to remember that. I agree. Um, I yeah. agree. And I would say this: if you're listening and you're like, I don't care about religion, then fine. Mark that one off the list, and then deal with all of those other ones. Uh, I would. Um, get get a lot deeper uh if you don't care about religion just go into this with the understanding that people find god um whether it's the christian god or not um yeah we had this discussion and uh understand that when stuff gets not so good in your marriage and if you're not religious and if she's not religious you'll start to find god somewhere and that may be in another woman's bedroom or another man's bedroom no we will will all find something to worship and it's very it it is important to figure out what that person is worshiping if they're not a christian if they're not muslim if they're not judaism whatever yeah they're gonna find something to worship and whatever they're worshiping will crop up in your marriage yes and whatever you're worshiping will crop up in your marriage so figure it out yeah make sure damn damn well that it's it's something worth uh having uh so caveat 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 um make sure you've got yourself in tune we're we're assuming that you are about 65 percent um in tune to go and and date this woman so all of you screaming at us that you need to have yourself in 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 order to go find a woman yes we know we've addressed this um we're assuming that the person is 65 percent um a decent person. Yeah, so. we we assume you're a functioning male that isn't just totally off the rails, pretty much. Yeah, um, which 
from what I'm hearing, was not Cade's experience. But, so. <laughs> I mean, I would say that I was half functioning. I probably wouldn't at the 65% mark. I was okay. as about 50 to 55. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway. I was just fortunate to find a very patient woman who loved me a lot. Right. So how do we move forward with these criteria? My, my caveat that I said you were going to enjoy. Um, they don't have to be perfect. 10 minutes ago is that, well, they don't have to be perfect, but you at least need to have... Um, I don't want to say a plan to fix them because that sounds really awful. Yeah, and, and there's and, some that you can't good. fix. Yeah, yeah, there, there are some things that you can't fix, but you need to have a plan, um, a leadership plan to develop or deal with that thing in your relationship. If she's bad with money, you need to talk about it. Yes. Um, yeah. You need to talk about yeah. all of these mm-hmm. before you guys say I do. Yes. Because you're going to talk about them after you say I do. Right. Um, but I'm talking about even coming to the decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to you need to talk a little bit about this. Yeah. See where she's really at on money. And then if she's kind of bad with money, you need to start testing out like, hey, you know, what if we, well, you know, have you thought about that? Like yeah. do all the leadership things that Jocko tells us to do um, before you make the decision to marry her and make sure that it's something that you think you can get out of together. Um, now yeah. on this assessment, if she's better than you in an area before you decide to marry her, um, you need to understand that again, you need to get your shit straight and you yeah. need to come up with a plan of how you're going to, uh, how you're going to elevate yourself to her level before you make that decision to marry her. Yes. Um, because it may be, and I don't know that there's many situations like this. I, I can't think of an example right off the top of my head, but uh, it, it may be something that you need to exit the relationship to go and develop yourself on. If she's that much better than you, um, hopefully this isn't the case, but it may just be that she's in a completely different stage of life. And uh, before you decide to ask her to marry her and, and conflict everything, you need to step back and go and work on yourself. Is yeah, that fair? I, no, I think that's fair. Okay. I think that's fair. Um, so we've come to the decision uh, to marry her, and the criteria that we've used to do that were uh, religion, money, family, health and fitness, and substance abuse or lack thereof. Um, can you tell I've been listening to Huberman lately? <laughs> yeah, 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 um, yeah. I've yeah. done like eight yeah. hours of Huberman podcast. Um, <laughs> like in it's the addicting. It is. He, yeah, yeah. he and Galpin's series right now is addicting. Are you listening to it now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's really good. Is yeah, it? it's so good. Um, anyway, uh, so let's talk, let's get to the, the elephant in the room. Um, well, not an elephant for me. I don't know about you, but, uh, the sex. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> sorry, that was a joke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, anyway, uh, the sex, why are we, why are we not having sex? I want to, I want to get your thoughts. Cause again, I'm really conflicted on this. So you're you're gonna lead this. Uh, why are we not having sex before marriage? Okay, so I need to caveat this. I think I really don't. I actually don't need to caveat this. But like this was created by God to be celebrated within the bounds of marriage. Okay. To be celebrated fully within the bounds of marriage. Okay. And to its utmost enjoyment. Okay. Right. Anytime you that's take, a key. Hold on, I'm gonna write that down. To Ut- its utmost enjoyment. Right. And God intends for that to be yes. to its utmost enjoyment. And if you think about it, think about the list of regrets that can come from sex. Mm-hmm. Unwanted pregnancy. Um, a broken heart. Yep. Feeling like you gave a piece of yourself to somebody. Mm-hmm. None of those can happen within the bounds of marriage. Right. Right? Because you've already given yourself to somebody. Mm-hmm. You probably are at a point, and of course, you might still have a surprise pregnancy, but it's a totally different thing. Yes, it is. When you're within the bounds of marriage. 
none of the regrets that surround sex happen within marriage. Right. Anytime you take something that God has created and you twist its purpose and you bring it outside of where he had it in mind, yes, you're in for a bad time. Mm-hmm. You're in for a bad time. So like you may personally be very capable of having sex with a dozen different women and not feeling any difference right. and not feeling hurt at all. I would challenge you and say that that's probably a very small percentage of the population that's able to do that. Right. And that doesn't mean that the women that you had sex with feel the same way. Yeah. And that they can do it and not feel regret. Which is probably an even smaller percentage of yes. the population. A hundred percent it is. And I know that you'll get pushed back on that. Oh, we can, no. Listen, you're wired differently. We're wired differently. It is what it is. Yeah. It's more of an emotional act for a woman. And it's more of an emotional act within marriage for the woman than it is for the man. Well, that's, and it's, and again, it's scientific too. And yeah. I don't want to get into the, porn topic right now uh number one it's not good for you just a heads up yeah uh but number two that's why women a lot of times prefer to read their porn um scientifically makes sense Um, activates a different part of the brain yeah uh like this is proven i'm not going to provide any sources because i don't have them i think it's jordan peterson and andrew i'm sure you can find them in like two minutes yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. but it's it's a good point to understand that even if you're not emotionally connected i can think of a dozen people that i know um, that can that can function that way right Um, most of them are bordering on sociopathic you know yeah, yeah like even like i can look at myself and know there is no way that I could have had sex with that girl or that girl or that girl and not been emotionally connected in an yeah. even deeper way than I already was with them. Yeah. Like you have to be bordering on sociopathy to be able to do it and to feel nothing. Right. So that's that's my big thing. Like it, it's meant to be within the bounds of marriage. And if it's within the bounds of marriage, none of the regrets can manifest or they don't manifest in nearly the same way. Right. Right. So that's, that's, my, that's my whole argument for abstinence. Now... I'm going to say this. I don't know how I got to marriage without having had sex. I fully believe that that was the Lord. Right. And I'm very thankful for it. And I'm thankful for his grace because I put myself in bad positions many times. But I'm thankful that I made it. Right. Looking back now, that's been a huge saving grace. And I'm thankful for it because Katie saved herself for me and I saved myself for her. And we ended up there. And however we ended up there, by the grace of God, we ended up there together. Which has been amazing. Right. It just adds complications to things that don't need to be more complicated than they are. I think I, uh, I completely agree with you. Um, I was trying to think of a... Uh, help me out here. Um, I think in the context of religion, which I think these marriage should be viewed through. Well, can I, can I jump off on that real quick too? Uh, it won't take very long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so marriage between a man and a woman is defined in the Bible, right? Okay. The Lord created woman for man. The Lord created man for woman. He said a man will forsake his father and his mother and cling to his wife. Yes. It is meant to be a picture of the covenant that Jesus has with the church. Okay. And even before Jesus, you can see the same type of dedication and devotion that with the Lord and Israel. Okay. Where even though Israel was awful, yeah. the Lord still loved them and chose them as his people, right? Right. Was. We don't want any political yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to get I don't want to get into this Judaism <laughs> yeah. thing. I'm just giving you hell. I'm just, I'm just giving you hell. I didn't want a Kanye moment on my podcast. Right. Uh, but so like it's meant to be it's meant to be shown as a covenant. Right. Right. And that's part that's where I get the opinion that there is no exit. There's yes. no exit. 
because it's the same, it's meant to be a picture of Jesus and the church and there's no exit for Jesus and the church. Right. So all, all of that to say, like all of it, the sex, everything, it's all meant to be picked up inside of that covenant. Right. And then when it's functioning at its highest in its correct and created order, mm-hmm. it's picturing the covenant perfectly. That makes sense. Um, what I would like to try to articulate with you is speaking to myself at the age of 16, where that message may not have landed. How do we, how do we do this? Cause I don't want to, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to turn this into, I mean, why you should believe in God. I, I think you should, but no. And I, I get it. What, what do we offer the young man that goes, man, protect her heart. That's where I would start with it. Okay. Like your duty as a man is to protect the heart and protect the women around you. Yeah. Right. Like, and, and like we just talked about, this deal is different for them. It's mm-hmm. different for them. Whether or not you think that you're amazing and that you can handle it and that it won't hurt you or your heart won't break, yeah, which is not true. You're going to get your heart broken. Right. Protect their heart. If you can't think of it in your own terms and think of it the good for you, think of the better for her if you don't. I like that. I, I, I really like what you did with that. Um, yeah, it is a protection for her. Don't. I don't know that I would tell her that. No, no, uh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know that it, if she asks why we're not doing this. I, I wouldn't um, say I'm trying to protect you. Yeah, because what does that mean? That. Yeah, <laughs> that you're I wouldn't leave. go there. Um, you're just going to get in a fight. Yeah, that's going to be bad. I would say that uh, understand that I think sex has a religious purpose, obviously. But even... From a biological perspective, it has a purpose. Like, it yes. obviously has a purpose. Yeah. And uh, not from a religious perspective, not from a duty perspective. Um, you're kind of an idiot if you have sex uh, without fully expecting a kid every single time. Yeah, I mean, if you look um, at it just from biological perspective, it's yeah. 100% for procreation. Yeah. No matter what species it is, no matter whether that species is enjoy is it's an enjoyable thing for them or not like that's, they, that's they argue with primates yeah. which is that's cool i'm sure yeah. it probably is it's still for procreation yeah that's right. what i was about to say well then why do we enjoy it so much so let you do it because the lord idiot. is graceful to us you know yeah. what i mean like that's yeah. really what it comes down to like he's yeah. graceful to us so he made this thing that we get to do that's really fun to have yeah. a kid but it's to have a kid right and it's so that you will continue doing it yes. because um, if, we don't want the population to totally die out. Well, and if we didn't have to deal, I have I have a large uh, large thought that if we didn't have to deal with the other sex to keep the race going, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we may not. Uh, not men <laughs> specifically, but I'm saying like if women didn't have to deal with men and men didn't have to deal with women, um, yeah, we probably wouldn't. And if there wasn't that emotional connection, like what you're talking about, um, from a biological perspective, I think the things that you still say hold up. The reason that emotional connection is there is because you're supposed to build a life with this woman and, and care for her after she has the kid. Like yeah. the, the, the tactical um, tools that God uses to carry out his plan uh, is what you call biology. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know, not you, but the person listening to this that doesn't exactly believe in God. Yeah. Uh, I think, that, I mean, I think that's a great way to look at it. Yeah. A lot of people, and it's funny because I don't believe in science. It's like, well, you're just looking at the tools that God uses to <laughs> carry out his plan. Yeah. Um, dopamine is, is him... That's the way he designed it, um, and you yeah, can believe whatever. It all functions yeah. within the way he wants it to function. Yeah, but if you believe supremely in the logos, then you must accept the fact that this is what we're supposed to do. That's why it works like that. So yeah. Anyway, I think we can get off of that. Yeah. Um, that's why we're not doing it before marriage. Um, yes. 
literally. That's why I believe it's important to not do it for marriage. And that's not to say if you already have, like nothing's wrecked, yeah. right? No. Nothing's wrecked. Uh, oh, oh, if you if you already yeah, have. Yeah, if you already have. Nothing's wrecked, yeah. yeah. But go forward with the mindset that I'm not going to do this again, right? Like, and that's, yeah. it's even harder. Once you've done it once, it's even harder to not do it the next time. I would, I would say that if you're going to, uh, if you already have, I would say that you need to uh, almost not even, maybe not speak, but you need to come quick, fast, and to a hurry, uh, quick, fast, and in a hurry to a decision of whether you're going to marry her or not. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say that you need to go sit down at the coffee shop and write some shit down. Yeah. Um, The longer you go, the more emotional damage you'll do. Yeah. To both of you. And I don't know that, and this kind of goes into my living together scenario um i don't know that you necessarily need to because a wedding is hard to get together um even jp and all that shit um i don't know that it's a practical strategy if you've been having sex for three years and you're not married yet and you're listening to this i don't know that it's a practical strategy to uh abstain for a year or six months i think that's going to cause a lot of issues personally um and i we can approach that because I mean, imagine a husband and a wife. I mean, it would have to be a mutual decision. Yeah, it, it would have to be, it a, mutual have to be a mutual decision. Um, but I even think, from a mutual decision, I, I mean, we there's there's a whole podcast and whole books about not withholding yourself um, yeah. from your husband and your wife because of the the damage that that can do. I think that the point is, if you've been having sex for long enough, you, your husband and wife. Um, uh, that's I, I yeah. You, you get what I'm saying here yeah. is that I, I think it would be really really hard to abstain because again we're we're both married. Yeah. And no 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 I was saying um, if you had already done it with another girl and then you guys had broke up or whatever nothing's broken you just oh, want to go forward in your next relationship. Yes. Thing yes. Um, okay. I was thinking in the current relationship. I think if you were living to, if you're living together and you've been having sex for three years go to the justice of the peace as soon as you can and get married like yeah, just yeah. be done with it. Just be done with it. I know that that's not the great, amazing wedding, but you can do a celebration party or something later. Yeah. But just get married. Well, and that's where I was going with the decision of, because you went kind of the to the extreme of three years and living together. I think that's a good point. But if you've been dating for six months and you've been having sex and you've decided- Propose and go. Yeah. You, yeah. you really think propose and go? Yes. Yeah, if you if you're if you've been dating for six months and you're having sex and like, well, I say I say that if you've been dating for six months and it's been just to have sex, you need to figure out real quick whether or not that that's somebody that you want to be married to. That, that's you, what I was saying. Like, go to the coffee is, shop. And if this is down, somebody yeah. that you've already thought, yeah, I can see a future with this person. You guys have been dating and having sex for six months. Propose. We agree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we we completely agree. Yeah. I, I was saying like if they, you're da- yeah, if you're just dating for the sex right now, it's time to figure it out and then either yeah. Well, and I don't know about just dating for the sex. I, I, I think that there is a just vast... Just not even thinking about it. Yeah, just yeah. not even thinking about it. There's a vast majority of people um, that were they to hear this episode, they're going to start looking at it and they're going to go, wow, I haven't even thought about religion, yeah, money, yeah. family, health and fitness. Start thinking. Um, start substance. thinking as fast as you can. Yeah, that's that's what I was saying is go to the coffee shop and yeah. start writing things down. Um and and make a decision and if if the decision is no then you need to exit the relationship and move on and know better for the next time um okay yeah we're we're on an agreement we were talking on completely different um completely different terms yeah if you're living together and uh that's that's one of my uh things for living together because for a long time i said well i think you need to live together to get to know the person and stuff like that and uh, i think that's horse shit um now i've even said that within the past six months (laughs) yeah um but well, no, what I said in the past six months had a lot more nuance to it than that. Yeah. Um, but I think that there needs to be an extreme level of commitment 
um, to the level of marriage. And the farther I go, the farther I think that you really do just need to be married. Yeah. Um, I, I struggle because I know it's not extremely practical for everybody. Um, do I think that, I think that there are circumstances to where if you can convince, uh, this girl, she's perfect. She wants to be married and stuff like that. If you can convince her to go to the JP, um, and get married, then do that. Uh, that's a hard road for a lot of people. Um, and I can see, you mean if you were already living together? No. Um, what I'm saying is, well, what, what am I saying on the topic of living together? I think it needs to be a marriage level commitment before you do it. I think you just probably shouldn't do it until you said I do. Personally. Well, that's what I say. That's that's where I'm going. Yeah, uh, that's where I'm starting to lean. I mean, close to the day, I think that until the rings are on the fingers, you don't even need to live together at all. Uh, I just think that it's incredibly impractical for a lot of people that may find themselves currently in a relationship with what do I do now? Um, to where it's not it's not an abortable relationship. Um, she's not going to be exactly finally going to the justice of the peace and. They may be at that stage um, already, because I, I think if they're already living together, that's one thing. If yeah. you're not already living together, don't do it. Don't do. It. I don't care where you're at in the relationship. Don't do it. Just yeah. stay in separate apartments and get married. Right. Yeah. If you're already living together, it's a different conversation. But the conversation needs to be: How can we do this as quickly as we possibly can do this? Okay. If, if it's a relationship where you're living together and you both know that you want to be married to each other. So let's talk about um, what the wedding and the marriage actually means. Uh, the actual union, the thing, the wedding. Let's get into the wedding now that we're here. I think we've, we've beat the horse enough and we're going in circles a little bit. Uh, let's talk about the wedding and, and why the commitment is so important. Um, I want to get into a little bit of the governmental aspect of it. Um, why you have to... Why divorce makes you split half of your stuff. Right. Um, why no-fault divorce is bad. Um, I, I do think we need to approach the topic of divorce and what it does to you if you are considering it. I don't think you should consider it whatsoever, um, but I think we should explain the negative aspects of it. I'll be flatly um, honest. I have no experience with any of that, so that's going to be a, a thing that I'll lay out and let you talk about. Okay. Um, but also, I want to get into the, the community side of it as well. Um, I just want to get to... To fully convey the weight of the decision of the commitment, I want to understand the negative aspects um, of that commitment faltering yeah. and why you should put so much effort into not letting it falter. It, well, into not letting it falter and uh, into making sure that it's the right decision. Yeah. Am I, am I yeah. explaining it yep. pretty well? So why do we have... Uh, so? And I think this is something that you've said. I think that we're going to find a little bit of a contradiction in what you've been saying this whole time. Um not to be like B. <laughs> no, let's not to go. be. Uh, not to be. Con- uh, anyway, um, I forgot the word, but um, not to be like accusatory. But what what is what is marriage to you? What, how does it need to be done? How does the actual wedding happen? Why why does it happen? If you're me, your wife plans it all and you show up because you're really <laughs> lucky. I'm just gonna be honest. Um, so I. I don't know. I go back and forth on this topic. I really enjoyed our wedding. It was fun to get together with our friends and families. If I could do it over again, I'd go to the Justice of Peace and take all of the money and then go on a great honeymoon. Why? I mean, it was fun, but it was over in six hours, and then all I can look back on is think about how much money we spent on it. Right? But 
Katie loved it. Yeah. She loved it. Yeah. And she was beautiful in that wedding dress. Mm-hmm. And it's the whole point of it is to be a symbolic to show the world and let them witness that you've made a commitment to one another. That's right? where I was going. Yeah. So I'm uber practical. Yeah. It all looks like dollar signs to me. Mm-hmm. My wife is not uber practical. She had a great time. Preach. And I had a great time too. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. It was, a, it was a great night and it was a lot of fun with a lot of people. Yeah. So it's, but it is the whole point of it is so that you can show the world as a witness. I want this woman and I want her to be my wife forever. And that's yeah. why the vows are the vows. So do you really recommend going to the JP? Not unless it's a, an interesting case, I guess, if that makes sense. Okay. I would say... Do you have to have a witness at the JP? I guess I don't yep, know how the JP do. works. Okay, you well, then, have somebody well then we have satisfied. Yeah. Uh, make sure that you got a damn good witness there. Yeah, you still uh, have to have somebody witness it. And uh, it's just, I think there's something about actually saying the vows that unless you're in an interesting circumstance where it really necessitates mm-hmm. doing it as quickly as possible, it's usually better to Write your own or say the vows. I, I said the vows. I'd rather the regular, say the vows. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, mean, I think there's a lot of important things in there. I think there's a reason it says until death do us part. Yeah. Number one. Um, but I will say this. If, if, you're, if your personal opinion and taste is to go to the JP and then take all the money and go on a great honeymoon, you're not doing anything wrong. I think you need to have as small a ceremony as possible. I think so that's fair. I t- You're going to get a lot of pushback on that one. Well, I towed the shit out of this line. Sorry. I know we're... I'm trying not to cuss. Um, <laughs> I towed this line uh, hard because I'm like you where I'm like, why did we spend all of this money um, to do this? And so I nearly committed like felony assault on the way home from the wedding because... Uh, she, uh, I don't remember the exact words, but when she got in the truck, she was like, that was kind of stressful, wasn't it? And I was like, I, I'm just going to go to the jail. Like, I'm just going to drive straight to the jail and I'm going to get an assault charge because we just did all of this. And like, she wasn't super crazy, like happy with it. She ended yeah. up being happy later, but, yeah. um, it's a joke. I wouldn't actually hit my wife. Please. It was, I, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. like I was, it's I a was stressful day. I was so angry and it goes by so and, fast. Um, it does go by. And that's, that's the truth is that all the planning and all the stress leading up to it, it's um, gone in two hours and then you're at not a reception, even, not even two yeah. hours. It's, it was like, it's so ridiculous. It felt like 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, it felt like 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with you. Don't have a hundred thousand dollar wedding unless you like, unless you have millions to blow. Yeah. Okay, fine. Like if it's, if it's like going down the street and buying a coffee for you, yeah. do whatever you want. So, right. um, I want to give a few, we're going Huberman style here. I want to give a few little check marks that you need to do. Make sure that, uh, no expense. Well, no expense. Um, first of all, if uh, let's go back to our money criteria, um, if she knows your financial standing and she wants a twenty thousand dollar dress, you need to reassess <laughs> your money criteria. That's true. Um, yeah, this is this stuff needs yeah, to yeah. be talked about. It does, and so. But what I was going to say is, get the absolute finest dress that you can possibly purchase. Mm-hmm. Um, pay whatever you have to um, for her cosmetics, her hair, uh, her makeup, whatever it costs. Make sure the cake is of the utmost quality. Um, make sure that you have somewhere pretty to take pictures, uh, something pretty to take pictures and spend a decent amount of money on the decorations. Feeding people, um, only feed 
Feed the, what, as cheap as you can. As cheap as you can and only the amount of people that you have to. Who's invited? Um, only the people that are going to hold you to the commitment. When I think that's great. Um, yeah. who, who are you going to invite? Only the people that if you call them, that you know they're going to hold you to the commitment that you made. Yeah. Um, now, I understand some of your parents may not. <laughs> there, there's the people that you have to and yeah. then the people that... That um, you want to invite. Yes, yeah. that you want to invite. We're not worried about... Uh, I may actually have an Aunt Sally, so Aunt Sally, please don't take this bet. Uh, <laughs> this is just a random name. But we're not going to worry about Aunt Sally that's got 12 kids and is going to be a pain in the ass. Um, because when you call Aunt Sally, uh, she's probably not going to have a thought in the world about what you should do when your marriage right. collapses. What this is for is declaring your love in front of a community, uh, declaring your promise that you've made to this woman yeah. in front of a community. Now, I'm not saying I did this right. We, we, we're talking about this because we did this not the way. Um, I, I say on the podcast all the time, I'm talking about shit that I'm bad at. So... Um, Anyway, uh, make sure you the dress, the hair, and the makeup, uh, photography. Make sure you get very good pictures. Yes, um, pay for a very good that. photographer. Uh, make sure you have a really good cake. Um, See, I don't. I didn't even do that. Like, yeah, we had some cakes made from United. Um, my wife is cheap. Yeah, which yeah. is good for me. It's always been good for me. Yeah. So well, when I say a good cake, it's just such a symbol. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and, and maybe I don't need to list all of them off, but. Uh, identify what things are truly important exactly and what is the tradition as a um, couple figure out what you really want to pay for yes. because it's very expensive everything's very expensive there's nothing cheap in relation to weddings only pay for what you both think is important and understand that she's going to think all of it is important see yeah but mine didn't Your, yours didn't <laughs> no uh, well you had a very rare case yeah um She's going to think all of it's important. So it, spend some good money. Don't worry about the venue. The inside of the venue doesn't exactly yeah, matter. I think that's fair. Um, make sure that you've got a pretty place to take pictures. Mm-hmm. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Make sure you, you get some really good wedding pictures out of it. Um, and I think that that's it. Yeah. Um, I think that that's really what you need to focus on. And in the cake, you don't have to... Just 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 make sure that it's that you guys are in agreement on what the priorities are. Yeah. I, th- I think you need a good cake. I think it's so awesome to... To celebrate that with the yeah. finest of cakes. And then a year later, um, when you're supposed don't to eat, eat the top. Did you, did you eat the top? <laughs> no, I don't even we think we took it. We smashed that shit did a week you? later. Yeah. yeah, we did. I don't even think we took it. Uh, you didn't take it? That's funny. Um, we smashed it just a week later. We we ate the hell out of it. Katie um, may tell me I'm wrong about that, but I don't remember eating it a year later. Really? That's funny. Uh, you're supposed to freeze it and all yeah. that. but I don't um, know if we did that. <laughs> I don't remember. So, Oh, <laughs> I do want to So you want to hear a funny wedding story. We're getting up on an hour, but it's worth it. Um, don't be like me. Uh, put some thought into your sound uh, if you're going to have music and stuff like that. So I, uh, <laughs> for did you this, try to do your own DJ? Well, I did try, <laughs> try. Thank you, <laughs> sir. I don't try anything. Um, and I had it down pat. I had all the songs that we like to listen to. Um, they were all slow. We didn't have any of the hype songs at the wedding because yeah. you know I don't, I don't care about any of that and she doesn't either so uh, it was all a good we were having a good old time um but anyway for the ceremony i was like what does it matter what song oh, it no. is and finally we found one that we agreed on and uh it was on youtube and i was like well um i mean it's youtube music it'll be fine and so it's only gonna run for what minute and a half, yeah, whatever, right. however long it takes to walk down the aisle. Uh, my bride gets halfway down the aisle, and uh, avocado tacos from Chipotle. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh yeah! 
Oh, yeah. Avocado tacos from Chipotle. That's awful. In the middle of the aisle. <laughs> in the middle of the hey, aisle. She still said, I do. Oh, So you're all right. Actually, I don't know that she did. She was so oh. nervous that oh. uh, she didn't say, I do. We didn't really. She's kind of like, yeah, literally, um, especially because her walk down just got ruined. And <laughs> she's got, uh, I don't mean to just keep embarrassing my wife, but she's got some rosacea. And so it was red. <laughs> like she was oh, so man. red and so nervous. We didn't rehearse very well. Yeah. I didn't know that I was supposed to stand there and hold her hands. So I'm sitting there with like my hands on my waist, and I'm like, "This is cool." And then my mom had to yell, "Hold your hand!" After oh, the no. ad, because um, we didn't rehearse very well. Everybody thought that we knew what we were doing. I had no clue. Everybody's like, "You've never been to a wedding?" And I was like, "No, the last wedding I went to, I was like four years old. Yeah, I never, like maybe six. I was like maybe six or eight when I my cousin Clint got married. Yeah." I didn't have any clue and so we didn't rehearse very well oh, um yeah it was really bad i didn't know when to actually put the ring on so i think i put the ring on early and then dylan was like no 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 and so i had like take the ring off oh, and then no. so it was all it was all over so we ended up just making we ended up just having fun in the ceremony um because finally uh the preacher told me to put the ring on and i turned to the crowd I said, can i do it now <laughs> like i turned to the crowd and i was like can i put the ring That's on good. now and everybody's like yes and so we put the ring on That's it was good. it was super good okay but. so tip for the podcast yeah. rehearse it rehearse and tell yes. people that you don't know what you're doing the rehearsal dinner is important it's actually important let people know that you don't know what you're doing um my uncle johnny god bless him we not my uncle it's well it is mine now her uncle johnny yeah um we thought he was a preacher and so we called him and we were like hey uh you want to do the wedding we were like preaches to people all the time like yeah. what is the issue here uh after we offered and made his whole like year life asking him to officiate our wedding we learned that he was a deacon and that oh, no. he had stage fright. Oh, no. <laughs> and so uh, after we'd already made the offer, he was like, I don't know that I can do it, but I'm going to do my damnedest. <laughs> and we were like, oh, no. Uh, he did awesome, but he Good. was nervous, and it just made her nervous. Yeah. He did great. But, yeah, know what you're doing. Have rehearsals. Yeah. Do the thing. Um, yeah. yeah, it was so funny. And 100%. It's funny. My uh, Johnny, we actually um, – I know you're not a big fan of alcohol at the time. I was. Um and so, uh, not, I've never had a problem with it, but, uh, we yeah. actually, it, it's cool with, with our, the officiant of our wedding, we did a, like all the boys did a shot at yeah. the, and my 16 year old brother got to do a shot with us, um, before yeah. the wedding. It was, it was just really cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, the wedding, make sure it's something special like that. Yeah. And I will tell you that maximize your savings for the honeymoon. We didn't get Agreed. to go on a honeymoon. She had school. Um, I had to go back to work. We, we spent a whole week doing the whole wedding thing down South. Um, so we didn't get to go on a honeymoon. We had to wait until later. I think it was that summer. We may have already been married for a year, but we went to Rio Dosa yeah. sometime later with very little cash. Yeah. <laughs> so dumped the rest of that money into the into Yeah, and honeymoon. it's not the end of the world. If you have to do it that way, do it that way. But mm-hmm. at least try to take a trip, I think. I think it's important. Whether or not yeah. it's immediately after the wedding or six months down the road, try to take a trip. And if daddy's going to pay for it all, you propose that to him. <laughs> and yeah. let him deal with yeah. daughter. Uh, yeah. You come to him and you say, hey... You're about to drop twenty thousand dollars on a wedding because I know I know people who are in this position where the bride's parents can pay twenty grand. Yeah. That was not mine. Yeah. Um, but if he's talking about throwing twenty to thirty grand down, you go to him and say, "Hey, um, give me three of it for the wedding, give me four of it for the honeymoon, and give me the rest of it for a down payment for a house." Yeah. And I, I guarantee you, he, to go. he's gonna love the shit out of you. Um, if you go to him and say. 
three grand for the wedding or well two th- i would say two thousand dollars for a wedding dress from what i've seen yeah. for wedding dresses that's three to, um, you can do a really good wedding i think our wedding was 10 you can yeah. do a really really nice wedding for 10 yeah take the rest of it and go on a nice honeymoon and then save the rest yeah um i would say less than 10 that's about what we yeah. spent from 10 to 11 um i think ten thousand dollars is the price for a a full wedding where you yep. invite everybody in your family and yeah. um but i would say that you can get a really nice wedding done for four yeah um, probably with with if you're very think, picky about your, yeah. your venue and everything yeah yeah i think with a dress maybe five yeah um you can do a really nice wedding for five thousand dollars with a dress and again spare no expense but I, uh, my point was if daddy's paying for it all um go propose to him and say hey don't like conspire against your wife. Yeah. But um, make sure that, you know. And I, I he's would okay say this it. too. If your wife is desperate to have a 400 person wedding, let her have a 400 person wedding. Yeah. But it needs to be something you guys discuss up front. I mean, if you can afford it. Yeah. If you can't afford it, you guys are going to have to have a hard talk about money. Money. Yeah. Uh, that's number yeah. two. You're going to have to have for, a <laughs> Yeah. For a very good reason. Exactly. <laughs> money is number two. <laughs> yeah. And if you can't afford it, then you can't afford it. Yeah. Right. But if you both are like, let's take some money and we'll have a house and then we can go on a nice honeymoon, yeah. that's awesome. Do Come to that conclusion together before and then do what you're saying with the yeah. dad for sure. Don't go into debt for a no, wedding. No, never go into debt for a wedding. Never go into debt for a wedding. What about the ring? How, how do you feel about rings? We haven't talked about this. I have I have a certain feeling. I want to know how you feel. I spent a lot of money on it. You did spend a yeah. lot of money on it? Were you happy with spending a lot of money on it? Yeah, it made, it made her happy. I don't think she cared. Like okay. I think I could have gotten away with less, but I I'm I'm happy with the purchase I made. Yeah. I paid it off in like a month and a half, right? Yeah. But oh, yeah. Oh, but I would say <laughs> I'm just giving you three months salary. No, he cleared month and a half. Don't do that. <laughs> There's no rule for three months salary. You can get a really nice ring for a heck of a lot less than most people's three months salary. So what was a lot of, uh, you may not want to say it, but what was a lot of money for you? Can you give me a range uh, or something? I, th- I think we paid Cause six. I'm thinking like 15 to 20 no, for, as a lot of money. Okay. No, you paid like we six. We paid like six. Okay. I yeah. paid 1700 bucks. Yeah. Um, See, we paid like six and hers is like a carrot. It's right at a carrot. It's a really beautiful ring. Yeah. She got to pick out the stone and pick out the setting and the band. Like it was nice. Right? Moissanite is your friend. <laughs> no, but for real, yeah. if you don't have the money to do something like that, don't do it and exactly. come together and decide not to do it. Uh, Dylan is so happy with her ring. Um, I tell her when she grows up and I know that she won't lose it, I'll get her a real diamond. Um, but funny story about that. The last time we went to Arlington, Katie left her wedding ring on the floor of the bedroom in her parents' house and they found it. Thank God. So she's going to Arlington today and we'll be getting the ring back finally. Recently. Yes. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's going to be oh. mad at me for telling that story, but it, That's it fits funny. perfectly. But yeah, no, if like do what you can afford, yes. don't go into debt for these things like yeah. and i if i was in the position now i wouldn't have gone into debt for that yeah i would have waited 45 days and then bought the ring later when i could pay cash for it yeah it's not worth it it's none not. of that's worth it um I it's, did. A, it's a rock okay yeah. it's a real it's a pretty rock it's nice it's a rock it is it doesn't actually mean anything about the way katie and i love each other i, I think that's very true and i have a bad habit i may use that as a justification for forgetting to wear my wedding wedding ring <laughs> um <laughs> you just get a tattoo speaking of the tattoo thing just get a tattoo on your finger. just get a tattoo yeah. on my ring finger yeah i might do that I think my sister has it tattooed um, on her ring finger but uh yeah because well all the working out and stuff like that i think a rubber ring is kind of stupid um, yeah i just I this mean, one and i've totally ruined it with 
Barbell. Barbells. Yeah. And so I, I take mine off occasionally because it hurts, especially yeah. when I'm like hanging or something. And so I'll forget to wear it. And she's like, you should wear your wedding ring. And I'm like, well, it has nothing to do <laughs> with the way that I love you. Anyway. Um, yeah. Don't spend too much on a ring. Uh, spend whatever. Do what you want to do. Uh, but I'll tell you right now, go get a one carat moissanite and then grind your ass off. And then I don't care if you're 20 years in by a $20,000 yeah. wedding ring, yeah. if it means that much to you. Exactly. Um, if she really, really wants one, get her a diamond at some point, but don't put yourself into debt and hurt your future yeah. to try and get it for you immediately. Yeah. Um, now the position I was in, I put myself in debt for $1,700. And this um, is something that you also need to discuss. Like yeah. you guys need to discuss this stuff with each other. Yeah. She needs to know that you're not going to buy her a $15,000 ring. Yeah. Now I don't recommend this, but that grew my credit score by 150 points. <laughs> um, <laughs> just putting $1,700 on, uh, yeah. on in debt for that wedding ring. Yeah. But, uh, I have a really. I have totally. I have. We could go on and on about debt on a yeah, totally yeah. different. Podcast. Anyways, I would probably, um, I could talk about that for hours. Yeah, but uh, I, I could talk about it because I'm really bad at it. But <laughs> um, so let's go into uh, you're married. Um, do you think it matters? Let's assume that the difference between living together uh, before marriage and after marriage is minimal. Um, because I, we could get yeah. into two big yeah. tracks about what to do yeah. um, with that. Let's assume that I think for me, it was minimal. I mean, we lived together and because we were so conscientious about the future, uh, I don't think that we had a whole lot of negative impacts. And I'll just say that. I don't think we had a whole lot of negative impacts um, from living together before we got married. I think we saved it. And I don't think it's the right way to do it. Um, I don't think it's the best way to do it. But I think but we saved. Work out yeah, we saved a hell of a lot of money, yeah. and uh, I think that people because we weren't double paying rent. That's a, that's a big one. Is we weren't double paying rent. Um, we saved a hell of a lot of money, and it worked out. I still don't think it's the best way to do it. Yeah, uh, I would say this: if you set yourself back six months by not living together financially and having to pay double rent, it's worth it versus living together and then totally losing it in the yeah. middle of living together if that makes sense because you don't have the same level of commitment mm-hmm. and I worked out for you and DLN but the commitment is not the same it's just flatly not the same and you can right. exit that three months in a heck of a lot easier than you can exit a marriage, a marriage three months in you're right well and the other problem is that it's a whole lot harder to exit than just a dating relationship yes um, yeah because you still have stuff that you have to divide up but yeah, you have yeah. no legal recourse at all None. between one another and what what happens is you're 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 effectively you get, roommates yeah well and you get marriage light yeah uh, that's yeah. really what you get and it's bad for everybody yes um because then you have to decide again like you get all of the weight of leaving a marriage emotionally um without the actual commitment to stay in it yeah. so uh, but my point in this is that let's assume that, that it works out for that, somebody. That it yeah. works out and that um, whether you live together or didn't live together, it doesn't matter once we're married. Yep. But we're just going to assume that. Um, and again, I, and I think it doesn't matter as much if we're going as quick as what Cade Carter wants to go. Um, right. I'm not saying and that's I, part of the reason I say yeah. go quick. Yeah. And that's part of the reason, like I will tell people when they get engaged, go quick. Yeah. Don't have a 36 month engagement. It's yeah. crazy. It doesn't make any sense. Right. Go as quick as you can. Yeah. Get engaged, get married like six months later. It's going to keep you cheap. Yep. Because you got less time to add shit on. <laughs> to um, your wedding. It doesn't matter if you propose in October uh, and you want to wait until the summer. That's stupid. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it is. I think it is. But yeah, like don't just don't have multiple year engagements. Like yeah. it's not that never. I mean, OK, it works out sometimes, but it's not it's not worth the it's risk. Not worth it. It's not worth the risk. And that's part of the reason why I think like. 
the longer you are engaged, the easier it is to live together and justify it because, oh, now you don't have to pay double rent, right? Yeah, yeah. But if you're engaged and you get married six months later, that's not that big of a deal. So we were married. Uh, let's see. I proposed, in, and this is something that a lot of people don't know that some people may be pissed off about, but I don't really care. Um, we were married. We got proposed in July. Um, we were married in September so that she could be on my insurance for Pantex. And then we had a wedding in May. A lot of people don't know that. Um, a lot of people weren't aware of that. Um, so I don't. I think that's financially but, intelligent. Yeah, that's that's what we did. Yeah, um, and it was for insurance purposes. But yeah. like I said, I'd already made the decision. So yeah. Any anyway. Um, so living together now that you're married. Yes. Well, and what I, what I was going to say that I got off track on is that we're we're also going. If you're worried about this living together not living together thing, uh, use Cade Carter's accelerated timeline for getting married. That solves a lot of yeah. issues. Um, and again, the things that you're worried about finding out about somebody, whether you live together or get married, you're going to have to work through anyway. Yes. Um, yeah. You're going to have to work you're not through them anyway. You're not going to skip any of this stuff. No, no, you no. You don't get to skip anything. And if if you think that the way that she's does what she does with the towels or the dishes or shit like that is a deal breaker. Yeah. This is not something that needs to go forward. Anyway. Yeah. If you can't get to the point where you can get past the little idiocracies that you both, you guys have about each other, like mm-hmm. you just, it's not going to work. And in our criteria, I guess we're just going to go ahead and talk about living together a little bit more. And in our criteria that we've, that we've talked about religion, money, family, health and fitness, substance abuse, you can see all of those things without being in her home. Yeah. Yep. Um, and here's the deal. Nobody's saying that you don't have to, you can't go spend time in her apartment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just don't sleep there. Yep. And if you do, sleep in separate bedrooms. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you got to make it happen, make it happen. Have a different but, home. Yeah. Just have different homes that mm-hmm. you can each go to yeah. until you've decided to say I do. Yeah. I, I agree it with that. It just eliminates so many things. Yep. So, anyway, the case is settled. Um, we're married now. What was, uh, <laughs> what was it like? Um, from the time that you got into the vehicle and left, what was your experience immediately after marriage? Joy. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, no, it really, it really was. It was a huge relief. It was so, a huge relief. I'm going to ask kind of a, a personal question just because <laughs> I'm interested. Uh, were you too tired? Oh, no. No, I didn't oh, no. figure so after waiting so long. Yeah. Um, we had the conversation because, you know, obviously we didn't wait. Yeah. We were like, are you too tired? And I was like... <laughs> I was like, kind of, but we're going to give it the old college try. That's fair. You know what I mean? That's fair. Um, uh, No, no, absolutely not. Um, No, it was was joy and relief for me, 100%. A lot of relief, I would imagine. Yes, a lot of relief. There's so many, yeah, yeah, that's right. There's so many, there's so many things that like were finally finalized, I think. Yeah. Everywhere. Weight lifted? Yeah, just a weight lifted. And I think it was different for us. I think the weight of the wedding was lifted. Yeah. Um, and that's part of what I'm talking about, too. I think the weight got lifted when I asked. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah. Because we were already doing the thing. I mean, yeah. we were already we were already married. Yeah. I mean, honestly, um, between her and I, um, we were already married. Yeah. The decision was made. Um, we were just going through the motions just at that point. Just hadn't consummated it. Yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, well, you had consummated yeah, it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Not in the eyes of the law. Yeah, and, and the Lord. Yeah, and the um, Lord. <laughs> so, uh, but plenty of consummation. But, um, yeah, I, I agree that there was a weight lifted um, for a little bit. And then, yeah, and then reality sits in after like a few months of living together, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's hard. Like, it's hard. Did you move in day one? I guess y'all went on a honeymoon. Yeah, we did. So we went, we went on a honeymoon to Colorado for a week and then we came back and yeah, I moved in. 
Okay. So you it, moved in. Yeah. I Well, I was I rented a house for her and she was living in that house. And oh, I was still living okay. the, with a buddy of mine. Okay. And moved in. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Like combining two lives is difficult. Right. Like, it's difficult because there are little things that everybody does that are just different. Yeah. Whether it's the age old toilet paper up toilet paper down whatever it is yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna stop with the break of you moved in we're gonna take a break and then we're gonna come back okay, okay so we're back from a break we had to fix something real quick um so kate carter has had his uh his wedding he did the honeymoon thing um plenty of relief like what we <laughs> talked about um and he's moved in let tell me about uh, your experience the first i guess few weeks of living together, a uh, few months of living together. Okay, so I guess we probably have to go into a little backstory on this. My wife grew up in Arlington and had lived in about the same 12-block radius her whole life in Arlington. Yeah. Um, went to Tech. We met at Tech and then got married, and I immediately moved her to Hobbs, New Mexico for a job. <laughs> yeah, that was basically how it went. So she was coming out of tech as a marketing and management major, and there's really not very much to do for women in Hobbs. Yeah. No matter what you're yeah. doing. So she got on as an industrial sales associate for a supply company and did that for about six months, and it was awful. Right. It was awful. Well, so I can imagine it yeah. Helps. So the first few months, the first year, maybe the first eighteen months of our marriage was pretty difficult. Yeah. Because she was totally unhappy. Yeah. With living in Hobbs, she didn't have any friends. She didn't really know how to go make friends. Um, we didn't have a good church. We weren't doing the religion thing very well. Yeah. At this point, it's number one. Yeah. And I had, yeah, that's right. It's number one. And I had all of these friends because I went to work for a company that basically all of my friends in college went to work for. So we were all out there together at the same time, right? Yeah. So like it was difficult because I had an established life. Right. And she had no life. Yeah. And I was basically her life. Mm-hmm. And that would get really rough if I was like going to go play golf. Yeah. Or if I was going to go to lunch or something. Um. So the first 18 months were hard. They yeah. were hard because of outside influences and also hard just because blending two people's lives together is mm-hmm. just difficult to do. Um, that being said, it's not like we were fighting every day either. Like, yeah, it was still a really fun time. There were just a lot of really low lows to go with the really high highs. Yeah. And I think that's pretty typical for most early marriages. Yeah. Like it's, it's kind of fun to integrate yourself with somebody else. And it's also really difficult and you have to learn how to sacrifice really quickly. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you're going to fight a lot. Yeah. I think that's a, I think that's a good point. I don't, I don't know to what level I share that experience um, because it's, it's hard to identify a marker since we didn't have a set yeah, yeah, yeah. point of yeah. um, doing life. I think you would have together. to talk. I think you would have to talk about it from the beginning of you guys living together. Really? Yeah, and well, and even her moving up here, um, because she moved up here. So we, we got to how we started dating. We didn't get to how we started living together. Um, I came up here for WT. Right. Um, she came up here. Uh, the idea was for her to go to AC uh, to do nuclear medicine, and that took a little bit. But she basically came up here because I was up here. Right, um, yeah. Which... Yeah. 
Man, I want to say, I want to say we were married. I mean, from that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to say it was pretty set in stone um, from that point. And I do think that the, the highs and the lows, like what you're talking about, I think that rings pretty true. Um, I think you guys probably just faced this earlier than the marriage. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I agree with you, but I'm trying to think of it because you're talking about how you had the life and she didn't have a life at that moment. Right, um, right. It was very similar. I don't really know how we dealt with it. I mean, I think that I just incorporated her into all of my, all of, most of my stuff, and she's always been very okay with. She she's an introvert. Um, yeah, she's a woman that is uh, extroverted just because she likes to watch me be an extrovert. Right. So she she, I I am her world to a, a large extent, yeah. which is it, it's it's a weight on me to make sure that I treat it well. Um, yeah. but, and I couldn't be more grateful, but she likes to watch me be an extrovert. And so that's the only reason she does extroverted things like yeah. goes out to dinner and stuff like that. And so I think that saved us a lot, um, was because she didn't just want me to stay at home and be with her. She wanted to go out and do things. And when I went to go out and do things, she got her, her, her introvert time. You know what uh-huh. I mean? That makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. so like I went to the Super Bowl party the other day and it was, yeah. Even still, after this long of marriage, um, I mean, I kind of knew that I didn't know if she really wanted to go or not. Um, and then she was sitting there and she's like, well, you know, I, I just like, I just don't really care. <laughs> and I was like, you want to stay at home and sit in your pajamas and do introvert things, don't you? Yeah. She's like, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so that saved us a lot um, because we are pretty opposite, but we have a love for one another that um, That's good. That's a good evens, evens those uh, those differences out. Um wow. And yeah, after we got married, uh, for us, it was, uh, it was a newfound sense of security. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that security was there, but I don't want to get too, um, too detailed, but, uh, we were a lot less worried about having a kid. Let me put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah. And there was like a newfound sense of security. Freedom. Yeah. Freedom. Yeah. Yeah, Discipline equals freedom. Um, Literally, Jocko, discipline equals freedom. Uh, once you're in a disciplined marriage, if you treat it like a disciplined marriage, there is a lot of freedom inside that. Yes. Um, where was I going to go with that? Uh, I think that is an important note uh, that I want to approach with you. I hope it doesn't take too long to get there. But I, I made the comment to my buddy the other day that uh, security modifies uh, intention and ambition. Um, I think that you need to keep the idea of security in her mind um very very early kind of like what we've talked about uh because what a lot of what happens to a lot of dudes is when they first get married things start to change um did that happen to you but we're talking to find things so um the sex or hanging out with the bros or um let's say yeah. her ambitions. Yes. So um, another thing was her ambitions. I know guys that they don't really want to date a woman unless she has a career, um, right. unless she wants to go to college and do things and stuff like that um, and make money. They're not too keen on having a woman that doesn't make money because they want that extra, yeah. <laughs> that extra money in their bank account. Um, it has always been my, uh, my assessment that security modifies a lot of ambition and especially for women. I think um, I think that's a very a very fair point. Okay. I think that I think I think you should go into it expecting things to look very different after you get married. Do you think so? Yes. I think um, you should expect that to happen. I think you should do your best to iron it out before you get married. I think I think you can try. Yeah. But things change. 
um, whether it's ambition or sex or any of it yeah. or the hanging out with friends or any of it like i think it's inherently going to change I, I think there is a certain level of change that is going to happen, but I do think that you should do your best to completely talk about it, um, talk it over. And I think specifically let her know what level of security that you're, you're willing to provide. So for example, um, something that I did very wrong was, um, push her in a direction of like career and college that I don't think she wanted to be on. Yeah. And I think that, um, I didn't have to push her very hard because, uh, she was searching for that security to know, like she was doing what she thought she had to in order for me to to be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In order for me to be okay and for us to be married. Yeah. Um, looking back, knowing my wife the way I do now, it's like that. She didn't want that. She well, and she has so much greater purposes somewhere else. Yeah. Like what a waste to put her. <laughs> and this is gonna sound really bad, but what a waste to put her through college. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because she, her, her, um, talents and skills and abilities are so stacked in a different direction. That it is, it, it's not a waste. I'm not talking simply a waste of money. It is, I mean, it was that. Yeah. Uh, but what a waste of talent and God given skill to try to force her into a path that didn't go. And she was forcing herself into it because she didn't have that 100% security of knowing, hey, um, I have the ability to do what. Um, I want to do, you know yeah. what I mean? And once we started talking about that of, Hey, you might get to be a stay at home mom ambitions changed. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yep. ambitions from my level changed as well. I do think you should talk about expectations. Yes. I think um, you should talk about expectations because if you are somebody that really desperately wants your wife to work, yeah. you should make that known so yeah. that she can have the opportunity to say, that's not something I'm interested in doing yeah. before you get married and let, let her know that it's, um, I think let her know that it's okay because I think that there are a lot of cases to where she truly thinks that she'll want to be a working wife yeah. um, until she knows that it's okay if she's not. Yes. Um, and I'm not saying lie to her and let her know that it's okay. I'm saying, no, but if you really mean it, yeah. you need to tell her. Yeah. Um, and yeah. if you can financially feasibly do it. Yeah. Right. And look for the signs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like look for the signs of whether, and, and help her figure out something that we can do that, I may be over talking this a little bit, but um, understand that things will change when you get married yes. and have a plan to assess those. Yeah. DLN's not going to instantly quit working. We don't have the money for that. Yeah. Um, but I'm modifying my expectations financially um, to help provide for her. And she's not making a whole lot of money right now. Uh, and when and if she gets pregnant, then she's going to find a different job because she works with rowdy teenagers right now right. Um, that like to kick and punch. So um, she may end up working at the Hobby Lobby, you know, yeah. and even after we have a kid, she may have to work a little bit until I get my money up a little bit more. But yes. have a plan for this and work it out because don't 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 get hit by a train. Yeah. Uh, I had no clue it was going to be like this. Yeah. I think um, talk about expectations, have plans, and also understand that you're going to have to have grace. Because yeah. some things are going to hit you that you just don't, yeah, you don't expect. Um, but yeah, I do, I do believe it's important to talk about all of this. And, before. and sorry, don't just communicate your frustrations. Communicate the why behind yeah. your yeah. frustrations. So, sex is a great example. Um, 
try to understand what having sex does in the positive direction for a couple, understand what it does in a negative direction as in yeah. lack of sleep. Yeah. Um, and try to understand where she's coming from if she doesn't want to and try to, to get her, try to articulate where you're coming from when you do want to. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's what I was going is, is make sure that the reasons are articulated because yeah. a lot of times as, as don't just get mad and throw yourself in the closet. Like I pouted bad yeah, at the yeah. very beginning. Like yeah. I pouted bad and it's just, it's not fair. It's not, it's not fair. Yeah. So talk to each other, like have open lines of communication. Don't just try to like internalize everything and never speak about it. You yeah. know what I mean? I'll admit that I was a powder until I started working, waking up at four 30 in the morning. <laughs> I, I, I would be, I would be really upset. I was like, no, come on. Like now I'm like, let's just go to bed. Yeah. I'm like, we're not turning into the couple that only like once a week. No, once a week. No, like we're not yeah. doing that. Also um, make sure if you're a man, you are investing in the areas that make women want to have sex with you. And if you don't know what those are, find yeah. a book, read about it and learn how to do those things. Yes. Because it is not a physical act for them. And you walking around in tidy whities is not going to do it. Yes. 100%. Unless you look really, really good. Well, I guess that's true. Yeah, if yeah, you're yeah. Matthew McConaughey, it might work, but if yeah. you're not, don't do that and expect anything to happen. Uh, for the women that listen to this, do the same thing. Yeah. Um, Find out what makes a man tick and yes. understand like where they're coming from and ask them about it. Yeah. That's the other thing is don't, I, I enjoy like reading the book. I like, I appreciate what you said, but I think your first step should be to ask. Well, yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. No, your first um, step should always be to communicate. I'm saying yeah. before you even get into the marriage. Yeah. Under, oh, okay. Understand. Okay. Okay, it's yeah. not the same. Yeah. If you're a man, understand that it is not the same for the woman. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, no, good point. But, uh, one thing I wanted to say is like, uh, leaders, a common mistake for leaders is to not articulate, um, the benefits or, the reasons that they that they want to do the things that they want to do or the reasons behind the mission. Yes. They'll lay down the mission. And the mission is we're going to have sex at least four times a week. And you may not be able to hold that. Yeah. Some people do. Um, did for a while. But um, understand why that's important and communicate to her effectively in ways that she understands uh, as to why that's important. Yes. Um, yep. Talk about it. So let's talk about year one to three, just completely year one to three. Did that sum it up? Was there anything else that got past the year mark from year one to three that you kind of started dealing with? So no, probably the 18 month mark is where we found our church. Okay. Okay. Which is totally my fault because the man is supposed to be the head of the spiritual household and I was not doing my job. Yeah. Um, but once we actually did find the church and we started really getting ourselves plugged in, she found friends immediately and they're still two of her best friends to this day. Yeah. Um, and that, I mean, it was like that, like all of a sudden living in Hobbs wasn't death sentence that it was before. Yeah. Right. And that took weight off of my shoulders. It took weight off of our marriage. Everything changed at the 18 month mark when that happened. Yeah. Um, so after that, everything got sweeter. But I will say, having gone through the fire of the first 18 months mm -hmm. makes everything else look like it's just a molehill. Like right. We can figure anything else out. Yeah. Right? I don't think either one of us, like, I don't think either one of us would have left each other at any point in the first 18 months. Yeah. But I'll say, that's why you don't live with somebody before you get married. Right. Because it would have been easy to. So, it would have yeah. been easy to walk away. Mm -hmm. Right. Um and so, like, it's just the commitment side of it that was like, this is going to be a day by day grind. We're going to wake up. It may not be a good day. It may not. It may be a great day. Whatever it is, we're going to face it. We're going to come together at the end of the day and we're going to go back to bed together. Right. We're not going to let this become something that breaks us apart. And then the next morning we're going to get up and we're going to do it all over again. Mm -hmm. I don't think Katie and I have not spent a night 
not in the same bed since we've been married. That's awesome. And that's, that's purposeful. Like, we've been in some knockdown, drag out fight. Well, I say that. Obviously, like, if she travels or I travel yeah. or whatever. But if we're at the same house, yeah. there's not a sleep on the couch. Yeah. Like it's, Don't say knockdown, drag out fight. Yeah, that's true. We've never hit each other. <laughs> I, I already made an soldier jerk earlier. So. <laughs> we've never hit each other. But we've been in some huge fights, but we still go to bed together at night. Yeah. So, like, it... it my whole basis for marriage when we first started talking about this concept of, of this is it's a day by day grind. Yes. And it's, you have to be committed from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed to overcome whatever comes up in yeah. your marriage at that point. Yeah. And like we've touched on it a little bit, but be honest with one another. Yes. Talk. Don't try to internalize things. Don't get bitter about something. Talk it out, fight it out, yell it out, whatever you have to do, mm-hmm. but talk and communicate with one another. Because I think there's a big, a lot of people put pressure on themselves to fix their problems themselves and not try to bring it up to somebody or to just internalize it and say, it'll be okay. And then move on. And I'm telling you in six months, whatever you thought you pressed down is going to come up and it'll come up explosively. Mm-hmm. So talk it out Yeah, just to begin with. You'll save yourself a lot of heartache. For sure. Yeah. Well, I, I'm one of those that I can't go very long yeah. without talking about something. I would rather talk about it. Katie would rather hide it. Yeah. Yeah. So you like, you just have to, yeah. you have to be, and if you're the, if you're like us and you want to talk about it and they're yeah. wanting to hide it, you need to be willing to do what you have to, to invest and drag it out of them. Yeah. Cause I, you can tell like yeah. I, there, there's never been any time where Katie was upset with me that I didn't know that she was upset with me pretty quickly. Oh yeah. Like you just like, you can tell. So you have to invest at that point and really, put yourself out there to try and drag it out of them. It's so weird. And maybe you can help me with this and I'm, I'm trying to be brief, but, uh, the only person that negative emotion really just ruins my all sense oh, yeah. of sovereignty or like stoicism that I've got. Yeah. I like it's if, her. If, if you were to come in here with like negative emotion, I, I wouldn't be too upset about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I can deal well, with that. Here's the thing. Um, like there's a 99% chance it was me that gave Katie the negative emotion. So that's why I think it ruins me so much more. You know what yeah. I mean? Like if you came in here with negative emotions, I'd be like, I'm pretty sure I didn't do anything to him. Like, I don't know, whatever. He'll get over it on his own. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I think it's, I think it's because you know, yeah, that's probably me. I did that. I think mine may be a little bit less ownership and a little bit more selfish, but um, it just it flies all over me when she's negative, and so I can't I can't even go like cook. Like there will be many a nights to where we have like a little spat, and then I'm like supposed to go cook, and we chopping onions, and I'm like, you know what, fuck, fuck, no, you know what I mean? Like, and I walk back in there, and I'm like, have to talk about it. Yeah, and I'm like, no, we, we this, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? And you have to, um, and, and I'm saying that you have to be careful too because you don't want to overrun them in that. Yeah. Right. So this is kind of getting off a little bit down the road, but that's something Katie and I went through a marriage class two years ago or a year ago, I guess. And like it was, it was all learning about how to communicate. And there are some people that just need to draw back and think things through and then they can come back and talk about it rationally. And if you try to talk about it too early with them, they can't be rational about it. Yeah. So that part of it is get to know your wife. Yeah. And get to understand where her mentality is because if she needs to draw back or if you're the opposite and you're the person that pushes it down and you need to draw back for 10 minutes, just be like, hey, I yeah. need 10 minutes to think about this and yeah. then we can talk about it. But have that open line of communication where you are both willing to say, I need 10 minutes to think about this. Yeah. And you can accept that. I was going to say, if possible, like not more than like 30, if yeah. you can make it. If you, obviously, you know, if you get pissed at each other in the morning, you got to go to work. Like, yeah, I, I, I get that. But um 
go back think about it uh one thing i want to approach with you is ownership um and the benefits we're not going to get into the whole idea of extreme ownership because that's a whole podcast topic in itself but i think that a lot of marriage conflicts are resolved if you build a culture of ownership within your marriage uh do you know what ownership is some summarize it so uh extreme ownership is the idea of owning the outcome um of whatever mission that your team is on uh, in Jocko terms uh, in a marriage. What that turns into is uh, as a leader of the household, you are responsible for the things that go on in this household. That doesn't mean that you make every decision. This is a dichotomy, but for things that go wrong in the household, there is some way that you are at fault for it because you are the leader. Um, extreme ownership is finding the ways that you are at fault and only looking at yourself uh, for how to fix those issues. Yeah. Um, yes. hundred okay. percent. Yes. Yeah. And so fix yourself first. Yes. Every time. Uh, every time. The, and the marriage class that we went through, like the whole, one of the whole tenants was stand inside of a hula hoop and then fix the person in the hula hoop and don't think about anything else until that's fixed. Yeah. So yeah, that's, I mean, it's, it's just saying that in a different way. I, and I don't think you have to ignore objectively that like, that sometimes other people make mistakes. Yeah. 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 Um, but generally in a marriage argument or a marriage fight, there's going to be some portion of that that's on you. Right. Like, it's just, that's just how it's going to be. And if you can't see the portion that's on you, that means you're probably not being introspective enough. Exactly. Well, and the, and the point is that whether it is your fault or not, um, I think it leans to that it always is. That's just a better way to live. Yeah. Um, but also, uh, you're going to build a culture of ownership within your marriage, and then you'll be arguing for who's at fault. I mean, Dylan and I do this quite often where we get pissed off at each other we go away and then we come back together and i'm like well i did this and she's like no well it's really my fault and i'm like no yeah. damn it it's mine you know what i mean <laughs> like um uh, the dishes yeah. are a great example it's obvious that you asked her to do the dishes and she didn't do the dishes yes. well you didn't take into account all the things that she had to do today and blah 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 blah, blah. Yeah. um there are many ways to take ownership but if you build a culture of ownership within your marriage these fights will go a whole lot easier i i, I would agree with that i think there is there's probably a caveat to that. If you are in a toxic relationship with somebody who is unwilling to take any ownership over anything and you keep taking ownership, they'll just walk over you. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But that's why we're going to do that in dating. And that's maybe yeah. something I didn't hit exactly. on is that you need to you need to be actively trying to build your marriage culture while you're dating. Yeah, um, I think that's fair. Within any team, there is a culture. And if you know what I'm talking about um, by culture, it's, it's kind of what we discussed. It's the way you act and the way that you behave and the way that you interact with one another. Um, dating with a purpose means that you build that while you're dating, while you can still get out in the eyes of the Lord, um, yeah. while you can still abort the mission. Um, that's when you need to start trying to build a culture of ownership. Yes. That's when you need to, uh, you know, understand religion, money, family, health and fitness, substance abuse. Yeah. And you um, need, and I think you could probably even add on there. Is this person willing to take ownership of the mistakes yes. they made? Okay. We'll add, we'll add ownership. Yeah. Um, I think you'll, you'll, you'll see that very, very quickly yes. in the rest of these, yes. but we're going to add ownership specifically with you. Um, if she's willing to take ownership in your relationship. So religion, money, family, health and fitness, substance abuse and ownership. Anything that is, uh, I would say, I don't know if I'm going to use this right. There is a little bit of a, there's a margin of, um, I, I want to say a bad word, but um, there's a margin of, um, she can be lacking in any one of yes. these categories to a certain extent, but there is a margin that is unrecoverable. Yes. And you um, have to figure out where that is. If, if you're... Uh, uh, as Jewish as they come and she's a Muslim you're probably um, in trouble you're probably not gonna if yeah. if you really really value money and she's already racked up 
$20,000 in credit card debt. Uh, and her you're parents are doing the same yeah. thing. You're, you're in for a tough conversation yes. at the very least. So, and the reason that I say this is that outside of these religion, money, family, health and fitness, substance, I think you can create, I'm, I'm going to take ownership off of there. Because um, you can see ownership in each one of those. Yeah, yeah you can. well, you can see ownership in each one of those. And it's it's relatively easy to create a culture of ownership, especially if she's doing all these other things well. So yeah, I agree that, that it, it's something that you need to be looking for, but I don't think it's a key tenet for what we're looking at. Um, so religion, money, family, health and fitness and substance abuse. Uh, there is a margin of error that she can be bad at these things. You can be bad at these things to a certain extent, but, uh, anything outside of this, you can work through. Yeah. I think that's a good list of things that if it's not religion, money, family, health and fitness and substance abuse, you can work through it. Yeah. If it's laundry, you can work through it. Yeah. Um, And again, a lot of the things that are inside this, you can work through as well. But these are the things that you need to be looking for, for absolutely this is going to end up very badly. Yes, Um, I would agree. Money is the leading cause of divorce. You think so? Money problems is. Yes, it's the leading cause of divorce. I, I, disagree, I don't know but. if it's over infidelity actually, but it's, I mean, it's, it's either one or two. I don't know if they take into account infidelity as a result of money issues or not. Yeah. But no, there, I mean, there's research on this. It is the leading cause of divorce. Uh, yeah, I, I would say the, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, and it may I, be, it may be the leading cause of what forces people into infidelity too. I don't know. Well, what I was going to say is that I, I think that the leading cause of divorce is not, um, is lack of discipline, but yeah, no, uh, which is, I mean, is a little it manifests itself in money yeah. more than anything. I think it, it's, it's a little pedantic. Um, yeah. but, uh, and that's what I really want to talk about today. That's where we're at an hour and 43 minutes. The whole point of all of this, and I think we're going to skip kids. I think that that's, yeah, you got all down this down stuff down, then kids, yeah. it's yeah. no big kids, deal. Kids um, are fine. Yeah. And if you got all this stuff down, then kids are no big deal. Um, three plus years. I think if, if you can get, if your marriage is in the right place, yeah. the kid is not an issue. It's hard. It's not, I'm not going to lie and say it's easy. It's very difficult. You're adding a third person into your home, but it's not insurmountable as long as your marriage is in a good place. Everything that we've given you for the, what you do when you get married and all the things, the steps that we've given you to, to work through marriage, it's the same thing with a kid. You're making a a similar commitment. Yep. You're going to have new stressors, but you already had some stressors in your marriage at this point. It's, there's nothing insurmountable about it. Exactly. And again, I mean, I guess family is one of them. Uh, Oh, look, we're not just her family. If she wants a family. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. So family is all encompassing. What do you want your family to look like? What does her family look like? Uh, religion, money, family, health and fitness, substance abuse. Um, so yeah, family is uh, a big one. What she wants your family to look like. If you're too far apart on children, uh, probably not going to be a good thing. Anyway, where I was going with that is, uh, The key here and where I see most marriages fail that I've seen is the lack of seriousness and ability to maintain daily discipline within their marriage and the understanding and the acceptance that there's no getting out of it. Yeah, Um, I think that's the biggest thing. So let's talk about, I know we're getting close on time, but you're alone this evening. (laughs) Shouldn't have told me that. Let's go. Um, Let's let's give a few key um, tips on how to actually exercise that daily discipline with your wife inside your marriage. How do we, how do we do that? What does Cade Carter, when he wakes up in the morning, um, what keeps him disciplined on treating his marriage good every day? I know I just over talked the shit out of that, but no, 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 I get what you're saying, man. So I think, I think the, the second thing you said has to inform the first thing. It has to be approached as something that has no exit. Right. It has to be approached that way, and then that will inform all of your decisions every morning when you wake up. Yep. 
because you have no exit. It doesn't matter what you guys fought about the night before. I would, I mean, it's a, it's a silly saying, but if you can avoid going to bed angry, it's always better to avoid going to bed angry. Whether that means you have to argue with each other until one or two o'clock in the morning, right? Do it. Um, but you can never wake up with enough grace, is what I would say, because there's yeah. going to be something the next day that's going to go sideways. Yeah, and that may not be true, but it's better if you approach the day as thinking there's something that's going to go sideways. Right. If you want to look at it from Jocko's point of view, it's like I kick the door in, and the plan didn't match the plan. Yeah. Now what do we do, right? And it, every day has to be approached with that same level of grace that you approach the day before, that you approach the day after. It just has to be no matter what she does, no matter what I do. At the end of the day, we have to have grace for one another, and we have to get through it. Because and, there's no exit. Yeah. And remember, we, no matter yeah. what she does, no including matter. infidelity. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think we touched on this last time. You and yeah. When I was talking about that night, the Michael Knowles and the, and the cop girl. The, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 She dabbled yes. in infidelity, yeah, yeah, yeah. to yep. say the least. Um, yeah. Even that. Um, I, I think that. I think that. And people will, people will tell you there's biblical grounds for it. And they're right. There is biblical grounds for divorce due to sexual immorality, but it does you no good. It does you no good. You're both hurt, and you're both in a bad spot. And if it's at all, and I mean, it, it, maybe maybe if the person shows no remorse and has no desire, um, but even like I think that's the decision you let them make. I I, I think that if you if you've done everything uh, well enough. To number one, I think it's recoverable. Yes. Uh, well, I think there are certain. If you've ten years and she fails every one of our criteria: religion, money, family, health, and fitness, and substance abuse, you might be in some trouble. Yeah. Um, there may be a caveat for you yeah. here. Uh, if but it, I think that's a decision you can let them make. Yeah. So, like, I've I've known people who have been in marriages that were irrecoverable, but what they said was, "I'm not going to divorce you. If you want to divorce, you have to do it." Yeah. And that's that's why I personally said, like, if if Katie cheated on me and she was not remorseful and she wanted to leave me for the other guy, I would say, I'm never going to divorce you. You're going to have to be the one to put forward the divorce. It's just not something I'm willing to do. Yeah. So that's where my conviction is with it. Would you sign the papers? I don't know how that works, but I kind of you don't know how it works either. Yeah, I don't either. I would assume that you're probably kind of forced into it at some point. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that. I don't know that. I suppose she could just go live with the other guy. But yeah. either way, like it would be something where she's going to have to take the steps to do this. Like I'm never going to yeah. do it. Well, it wouldn't be like she was super worried about a covenant anyway in the future. So true. Uh, <laughs> maybe That's you true. don't have to sign papers. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, sorry. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Um, and what I'm going to say, I think that you need to weigh the decision of marriage uh, fully understanding and making the promise that uh, you are in this forever. I think yes. that you need to mean that. Yes. Uh, I think you need to understand that that's what you're doing. I think that after that, from a daily perspective, uh, I don't know that fear tactic, and I'm not saying this is what you do, but I don't know that using the fear tactic on yourself, which I think is what I have a tendency to do, uh, is as effective as understanding how good it's going to be if you put in the daily discipline. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's I, always better to look at positive outcomes. This is what we yeah, were talking yeah. about earlier about visualization or yesterday yeah. about visualization. Positive thinking is always going to get you further than negative thinking, no yeah. matter what you're talking about. Um, in one of my episodes on meditations, uh, I read a quote from Mark Aurelius that I, I couldn't quote it to save my life. I'm a concepts guy, not a quotes guy, even though I yeah. just read it yesterday. Uh, but basically the idea is that um, 
you can't uh, you can't stop the want for bad, only increase the want for good. Yeah, that's um, a good way to put it. So what my what am I saying? What I'm saying here is that uh, make the decision with the complete understanding and honest commitment that you're in this forever, and then after that, don't forget it. Understand that throughout your marriage, and when things get hard, that's when you need to bring that back up. Yes, uh, on the day to day. What drives me a whole lot more is discipline equals freedom and understand that how marriage, how good your marriage is going to be if you do the daily discipline. That's good. Um, I don't look at this in health and fitness. Uh, occasionally, I think about how fat and unhealthy I'm going to be if I don't get fit. But far more often, um, I think about me being a 235 pound absolute beast of a human, right. um, which is yeah. going to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so think about it in the same way as your marriage. Yes. Think about all the grandkids that you're going to have, the big, nice house that you're going to have, um, and never having been, you know, uh, how do you say that? Never having been uh, in, in uh, I'm thinking infidelity, but um, neither of you went and had sex <laughs> with another person. Yeah. 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 Um, but think about that, of, yeah. of the comfort that you know being yeah. 60 years married, that neither of you have done that. You can say that with full um, confidence and think about how good your marriage is going to be, and that's why you exercise discipline. I agree. I think if – I would say this too. Like if you can't read, and I mean like the old school, like 1800s marriage vows, and if you can't read that and with sincerity say, I can do all of these things with this person, do not get married. Yeah, I I agree with that, and I think that those have a place. I do think that you should make an effort to write your own. Uh, I think that's right. If own you vows. want to do that, yeah, yeah. I think, um, I think that it's. I mean, but do make it. sure make sure you both have read the old timey marriage vows, yes, and yes, you yes. both understand them. Yes, I, I agree with that one hundred percent. What we did is we said the old timey mar- marriage vows, and then we did our own yeah. separate. Um, now we read them to each other at the wedding, and people got to watch us do it. They just couldn't hear us. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. You know, because she her stage fright was pretty <laughs> yeah pretty extreme. So we did it outside and uh, read our own vows. But um, I do think that you need to put it in your own words as well, because yeah. I think it's really easy to read it off a book and go. Yeah, that's good. You run a business. I know you sign shit that you don't. Yeah, just, just <laughs> I know like, that you can sign your name to a lot of different stuff. Um, just take it seriously. Yeah, like, take it seriously. Um, read it as if for it's better a or worse, for sick or for poor, like all of it. Like take that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard. It is. It means some. It means some very difficult things when you come right down to it. It means if your wife has a stroke four years into your marriage and she is paralyzed and can't remember her name. That's still your wife. Yeah. It means some very difficult things and you have to read it understanding that it means some things. It's not a trite promise. Yeah. And I think that a lot of the, I mean, I don't know the vows. I can't recite them, but I think that a lot of the things that we've kind of, yeah, that we've covered yeah, as our criteria. Yep. Um, every one of those is involved. Yep. Um, and if, if things do go south in our criteria, religion, money, family, health and fitness and substance, those things can go south after you get married, just a heads up. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Those things can you go can south. Fall, you can fall apart on many of those things. Like I fall apart on health and fitness like once every two years. Yeah. Um, which is unfortunate. Not after yeah. you listen to Andrew Huberman. <laughs> no, you're probably right about that. Um, Good Lord. But uh, anyway, yeah, a lot of these things can fall apart, but I, like I said, understand the 1800s vows, and uh, I, I think that you need to write your own and yeah. and make your own promise in accordance with those uh, to your wife in yeah. your own words. Something that you can sign and sign, date, and give to her, and 
know what they are. Uh, that's something that I'm failing at. I couldn't tell you what my vowels are, <laughs> and, I, and I'm ashamed to admit that. I meant to read them before we yeah. uh, before we had this uh, episode, and I completely forgot. But know what they well, that's are. That's a good point. Break them out and read them when you need to read them. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I honestly, I'm so devoted to discipline that I think I'm going to do it probably either weekly or daily. That's like, and, I, and I mean that just yeah. because um, I do want to remember the promises that I made, yeah. uh, and there's no reason that I can't. I remember discipline equals freedom three times yeah. a day. Uh, I really, really need to remember what I've promised you know, her, yep. um, very often. So, man, I think that we have completely think it's good. covered it. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think this has been really cool. Yep. I think it's exactly what I wanted to do. Good. Um, so I, I really appreciate you coming yeah. over and, and helping me talk through this. Um, thanks for letting me have the opportunity. Yeah, dude, it, it's been so awesome and I'm so excited. Uh, next we'll have to do, we'll wait probably like two years. <laughs> then, we'll, then we'll do kids. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, when, we yeah. Both, when we both got a kid, It'll hopefully, um, we'll, we'll do the thing, but, uh, that sounds good. yeah, dude, this has been awesome. I just want to go over it again. Um, we're going to find a good wife. We're going to date with a purpose. Yes. Um, last thing, we're going to date with a purpose. Uh, we're going to be about 65 to 75% sure that we could marry this woman if we had to before we even make her our girlfriend. Yep. Um, after that, before we make the decision in our head to marry her, we're going to do an assessment not only of ourselves. Well, we're going to do the assessment of ourselves before we ever even try right. to date. Yes. Um, but we're going to do an assessment of her this sounds bad and there may be some people that disagree uh, have you seen the friends episode where he does the pros and cons yes of the two yeah, girls yeah. Uh, don't write yeah. this shit down yeah, yeah. Um, don't, don't. <laughs> unless well we did say go to the coffee shop and write it down if yeah, you even yeah, having yeah. sex anyway um we're going to assess her on religion money family health and fitness and substance abuse um in the negative in the positive uh we're going to create some sort of plan uh, preferably with the backing of your religion um mm-hmm. create some sort of plan to deal with these things uh, dave ramsey um whatever whatever it is yeah with your church if she's got a little bit of substance abuse problems like I, or if you have yeah. substance abuse, or whatever. If, you, if yeah. you have substance abuse, yeah, yeah, Get, make a plan to figure it out and talk with her about it. Yes, um, make sure that you have these conversations before you make. Yeah, just be honest. Yeah, like, and that that goes before and after you get married, man. Be honest. Yeah, because you're gonna fail at some stuff that's gonna hurt your wife when you get married. Whatever it is, be honest with her about it. Right, uh, I completely agree. But you're gonna assess her on these, and then you're gonna make the decision to get married. Uh, we talked about the wedding. Uh, we recommend having as small a ceremony as humanly possible um, with the uh, intentions of your wife yeah. uh, securely satisfied. Yeah, uh, your future wife securely satisfied. Um, you know, spend money on the things that matter. Uh, don't spend money on the things that don't matter. Yep. Remember that this is a covenant. That is going to be there until the day you die, yep. um, or the day she dies. I guess I don't know how that works. Whichever way, whichever, yeah. whichever one comes whichever first. One, yeah. yeah. So um, no, you can't kill them. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's not wrong. wrong. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's not right. Um, so and then after uh, we we recommend not living together, not having sex before marriage. Uh, that is something that we recommend yes. doing it quicker than what you probably think that you should. Yes. Um, a lot of times, if you're serious about this, if you've done this assessment, everything checks out. What are you waiting for? Is kind of what we right. recommended. Um, then after marriage, understand that there are going to be some things to work through and that communication is key. Yep. Um, we're going to build a culture of ownership while we're dating culture of ownership, culture of honesty, um, yes. culture of love. That's what we're going to build while we're dating. We're going to lean on that when we first get married. Um, we're going to understand that we both mixed two lives and uh i don't want to get too far on this topic but uh you are hers and she is yours yes. like yep. uh, fully yep. understand that you live i would i would even go so far so far as to say that you live one life now yeah 
um, you live one life now and yes. it gets pretty complicated. Yes, it does. So understand that when you get into marriage. Um, and then after that, uh, roll with the punches yep. and maintain daily discipline every, every single day. We're not kidding when we yes. say yeah. every single day. Uh, what are the things that you have to do every single day? Well, you have to wake up. Um, you don't have to sleep every single day, but you have to, <laughs> you have to wake up. Uh, you have to drink water, you got to eat food. Um, and you got to commit to your marriage and you got to commit to your marriage. Um, it's as simple, simple as. Yep. That's exactly right. Awesome. Cade. Well, I really appreciate it. And, uh, thank you, man. Yeah. Happy to do it. Yep. Thanks everybody for listening. Check in on the book club, uh, check in for more Cade Carter episodes in the future. I'm sure we'll have plenty of them, but I appreciate you guys and thanks.